Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having kids. Definitely having an ass. <laughs> Like there might be a group and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over, pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. Um, and I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. I'm worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them.
What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been a while since I said all of that. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome back to the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Thank you for your support. We back, man. We back. What a long week, man. The last time I was live, I believe it was Monday morning. Monday morning last week, and I traveled to Texas. I traveled to Texas and uh, got to see a little bit of what I'm going to plan for myself in the future, um, making some future preparations. Went out there with my two children, and uh, we went out there. It was their spring break, and uh, the trip was, let's just say, 50-50. All right, it was 50-50. Some good came out of it, and some not so good came out of it. But nonetheless, we are back in here with another YouTube live stream. We'll fill you in on the rest. Anyway, man, look, um, the, the situation was the time, the time difference threw me off completely. Uh, by the time it was, you know, I start streaming over here seven, eight in the morning. And then by the time I did the calculations, that was nine and 10. And by that point, I was already in uh, in the middle of what I was doing. So I couldn't even make live streams happen. But it doesn't matter. It was a good time just to take a break from all of this stuff um, and get my bearings about where my life is and where my life is going um, and all of that stuff. So anyway. Uh, check this out, man. We got a great topic today. I know there's been a whole bunch of issues going on in the world in the so-called sphere, in the blue pill matrix, in the plug-in, uh, normies, NPCs, ham and eggers, knuckle draggers, and all of that stuff. All of that stuff has been going crazy since I've been out. And I said, the only thing I would jump on live, all right, while I'm out of town, is if uh, Jada files divorce from Will. <laughs> I was like, if Jada files divorce from Will, I will be on live. I will be on live immediately. I would drop everything that I was doing. If Jada filed for divorce from Will, I would go live. That was the only thing that I would do. All right. But in that time, there's been a whole bunch of other things that we're going to talk about and address since I didn't get a chance to address it. But the whole key point is we're going to talk about why there's not going to be a cure for all of these things that you see ailing society. See, a lot of people think that this is a gender war. People have been saying this is a gender war. And it's not a gender war. I've made it clear that this isn't a show that wants you to identify or find a reason to despise women, hate women, or, or anything like that. All right. What you have to understand that this is an agenda war. This is an agenda war. This is designed. This is designed to get uh, a divide and conquer uh, on in, in our society, in our so-called republic, in our so-called democracy. And then once that happens, now you have total control over the ham and eggers, the lemmings, the knuckle draggers and the mouth breathers. All right. You have control of them because, as we tell you, based on the five percent nations mathematics, 85 percent of people are deaf, dumb and blind. They're unaware. They're sleeping. All right. They're sleeping. So they don't have any idea what's going on. They need to be told what to do. They told that there was going to be a uh, a winter a winter, uh, cold winter. Remember that you guys are going to be all dead, uh, in, in a second. And then they told you, you're going to be into a uh, summer of starvation in which coach Adam has predicted both of those, uh, things, by the way, 
But uh, this isn't a this isn't a gender war. It's an agenda war. Unfortunately, you have people buying into this, and it's causing people lives. It's causing people, um, you know, uh, essentially their their happiness, if you will. A lot of people are stressed. They're stressed out. They have no direction. They're misguided and undecided about what they want to do, and uh, they need a referee. All right, they need a referee in their lives. They need to be told what to do, and this is why the people who we call the what they need to do is they need these they 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 know these people are misguided and undecided about what they want to do, and so these people uh, are are needed for these people to be told what to do on a daily basis. I mean, it's okay um, if you are a strong person, if you are a, uh, if you understand what your role is in the world for yourself, you don't need a referee. All right, you're really well off. Unfortunately, people need referees, um, and people who need referees are participants in a divide and conquer scheme. All right, and this divide and conquer scheme can be seen in the media. It can be seen in the family courts. It can be seen uh, just about everywhere, public school, indoctrination camps. I mean, everywhere you look, this divide and conquer routine is going on. All right, and what we do over here is we tell you there's no, there's no sense of dividing or fighting this, okay? There's no cure to this, ladies and gentlemen. There's no cure. The only cure to this is the free agent lifestyle. I'm just letting you know, I know I'm going to toot my own horn here. But the free agent lifestyle, which the books are available on Amazon, audiobook, my book, The Evolution, is available over there. The only cure for this, it in your for your own stress, for your own situation, for your own survival, is the free agent lifestyle. All right. Bar none. Bar none. So we'll go over that a little bit. <laughs> we'll go over that a little bit. I'm going to tell you how, why there's no cure for this. And for the hope strategists here, for the hope strategists, uh, I want you guys to know, because, man, I'm going to tell you, a lot of guys that watch me, you're learning. A lot of guys that watch me, you're listening to my experiences. You may have experienced this. And I know there's a hope in the back of your world, <laughs> right? In the back of your mind, there's a hope. Oh, one of these days, uh, women will get it that there's an agenda driving them to divide and conquer, right? Or divide and then thus be conquered. Um, one day, everyone's going to get it, <laughs> right? One day, uh, men are going to get it. I know. And, and then you're hoping one day, I, this is what you're really hoping. You're hoping one day that women come running back to men like this. You're hoping one day, oh, you know what? They finally see the big picture. And you know what, ladies? Here they, here they come, guys. They're running to you. Or you're hoping that they're never going to do certain things to you. Well, listen, there's a lot of you guys that will hope. Even the men who will hope, 50, 60, 70% of you will suffer the consequences of the hope strategy. Right? But uh, I, I'm willing to help you. Uh, I'm willing to help you navigate through this particular hope strategy. Uh, because a hope strategy definitely is, um, you know, and people are wondering what the hope strategy is. Okay. You guys are hoping the hope strategy. You guys are, I already told you what it is, but you're hoping by some sort of mystic and magic. And I know a lot of guys on YouTube portray themselves to have the secret to be able to conquer and dominate women in this world. I'm, I'm, the stories that I'm going to roll out in front of you, I'm going to tell you, what are you wasting your time on, gentlemen? What are you wasting your time? But listen, um, I know there's a lot of young men here, young, impressionable young men. Uh, my message to you is uh, if you think you're going to say something magical to them, that later you will not be held accountable for this.
particular mystic magic or manipulation that you plan to perpetuate or purposely persuade them to do something that is going to disadvantage them, only advantage you, and thus you will never have karma come back and kick you in the nuts. I'm here to tell you, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Hold on for a second. You're out of your mind. I'm going to tell you right now, and those are just for the my PUA former wannabe player, Pat, Mac, Pimp. These are for you, all right, because I'm going to tell you, y'all going to go out there and try that macking, and you're going to get slapped and clapped down, okay? You're going to get slapped and clapped down. It's only a matter of time. But if you believe, and I'm going to show you two stories related to this, if you believe that you're going to try to continue to manipulate uh, women and you're going to somehow rise and be a successful man and that those women are going to come after you or somehow play the victim, you're out of your mind. You're going to have to be, um, you're going to have to be uh, basically a loser in life. Even then, they're going to come after you. So um, let's just say this. Let's get to these super chats. We'll get to the stories. This might be a long stream. Buckle up. All right, and buckle up for safety because this one's going to be hard hitting. Pause. All right, here we go. Nope. Shout out to, uh, yeah, the the wannabe Max of players. And yeah, I mean, so I have I have this smoke for a lot of guys, you know, uh, not smoke, but more or less, I'm trying to give you guys a rational, uh, people say a balanced approach to this. Uh, you cannot lead with hope and emotion. You're going to get ran over, guys. You, you're ill-equipped biologically for this game. The way we're, the way we have it today, the way the rules are being applied, you're ill-equipped for this game. And any one mistake will be your downfall. One mistake, one. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to go over the Amber Heard Johnny Depp. All right, we're going to go over that. All right, he made classic mistakes in this a particular relationship. But as you see, he still cannot fight his way out of the fact that he was abused by toxic femininity. Sure, people are, there are women saying that Amber Heard was an abuser. That's as close as you're going to get. You think he's going to get $50 million? You think she's going to jail? See, this is what we're talking about. See, there's consequences and repercussions when you are a man. But when you're a female and you do some of the most toxic things to men, nothing happens. All right, nothing happens. So I got the hope strategists. I got the wannabe players, Max and Pimps. All right, I got all, all of you guys, P PUAs, pickup artists. And for the most part, guys, it's it's uh, one of those things where I'm just trying to let you know. The best way to go, and, and uh, the best way to go is the free agent lifestyle, but it's not away from women, all right? People think that this is a thing. Well, just leave all women behind. No, not necessarily, Okay. Not necessarily, but it teaches you and educates you on how to protect yourself in this culture. All right. So anyway, shout out to the champ in here. He says, coach is the goat. We in here. Shout out to everybody, man. Thank you for uh, getting back into this. You know, uh, for, for a YouTuber to take time off is almost, I mean, this was a self-imposed break. It wasn't YouTube didn't censor me or any of that. I took a break. All right. And so uh, for YouTubers to do that, that's. That's risky, right? So this is why, I because I talk about it all the time. I tell YouTubers, no, nah, man, you better put something out. So what I did was I scheduled videos on Ask Coach Greg Adams, Quick Hits, Coach Greg Adams channel. All right, those channels got videos. So if you're not subscribed to any of those channels, go to the main channel here uh, or go to this channel and you'll see all my channels. Those three channels got videos pretty much every day. All right, pretty much every day. So uh, some of them were replays. Some of them were old, old, old classic. Some of them were new. 
All right, shout out to Warhammers back in the building. Yes, sir. Elijah Bryant, the GOAT, Greg Adams. He says, appreciate y'all for being here. El Chino, what about, uh, wait, was about to call the guard coach. Glad to see a live notification. Yes, indeed. I got money. I tried. To, I think I warned you guys at the end of the last stream. I was like, I'm going to be sporadic. And then when I got there, when I got to Texas, it just wasn't suited up for me to be going live, especially at the schedule that I kept. And um, it was supposed to be a break, a vacation. It ended up turning into chaos. All right. But it ended up being a wreck. But um, at least I got the rest. So anyway, shout out to uh, Classy Beat says, welcome back, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. We back in here. Ricky Webster, I love my coach. And also my coach gang in the building. He says, glad to see you back, CGA and French Toast Props. Dude, thank you, sir. And D, SAU Engineering, welcome back, CGA. I'm back in here. I ain't gone. I ain't gone yet. Thank you, sir. Out in Mexico, Counselor Murray, Coach Gang. Salute, Coach. Long-time listener. I see you're still going strong. Thank you, Counselor Murray. Yeah, man, I remember you from back, back, back in the day, way back. Thank you for being here. Freedom Podcast. I ain't going to lie. I was missing Coach Gang. Shout out to the CGA Army. Respect to the coach. Welcome back. Indeed. I had to jump on Sunday. I couldn't even wait till Monday. Or <laughs> I was like, I'll wait till Monday. No, I was like, I'm jumping on Sunday. All right, the dictator says this all, he said this all I got left after my MLK Community College flooded me with peace leave this week. Wow. Um, <laughs> he said it's all your fault, coach. LOL, welcome back. So you only got five bucks left. All right, boy. My man was going nuts at the junior college. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, I'll tell you, if you guys are interested, I'll tell you a little bit about Dallas, Texas. I've been there several times before. Uh, but um the area I was staying in was definitely a lot of plump people around, right? I mean, everywhere I looked, these people were plump, bro. I was like, whoa. I mean, plumpness. I was I, I was starting to worry until I got to a certain area of Dallas, and then I found all the flatbacks, all right? I, I found all the flatbacks, all right, after a while. I was like, good Lord. I was starting to think that there was a problem in the South. Now, I lived in the South. People always, and I've traveled all in the South. I've lived in the South. I've worked in the South. But, um, you know, I was like, my God. <laughs> all right. And then I found the flatbacks. There's a certain area where all the flatbacks were. I mean, they were just compressed in the one area. <laughs> it was like the Kaylee. I was starting to wonder. I was like, I know there's Kayleys here. All right. I got to find them. I was like, I got to find them. Where y'all at? I got money. But boy, there was some, I mean, if you guys like thick women, thick, they there in the South. I mean, I haven't seen this. <laughs> I haven't seen this many thick people. And when, you know what? Listen, I'm in the health profession. So I'm speaking as a health professional here. All right. I'm not criticizing bodies or anything like this. However, what I also found was that these people were pretty young. They were young. Like, you know, most of the time you would think if somebody let their body go out of control, they're in their 40s or 50s. These people were in their mid-20s to 30s. And they was already, I was like, oh, so Newski knows. Newski knew, yep, that's exactly where I went. That's exactly where I went to go find them. I was like, ah, as soon as I landed in Highland Park, there they were. I was like, oh, here we go. University Park area. Kaylee's were going crazy. All right. 
yeah, everything was slow. People were moving slow. You know, on the West Coast, as much as we are laid back, we're pretty aggressive. We on the go. I'm like this. I'm on the go. People was just chilling, man. I was like, y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Y'all ain't got no plans. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the go. Man, these people was chilling. Yep. T-Tokes, I believe, yeah, man. Right over there by SMU. I was like, there they are. Here they are. I mean, like, Lord, you. I went outside of there. It was crazy. All right, shout out to Wayne Gomez in the building. Thank you, sir, for being here uh, again in Canada. ACDC, finally, the coach has returned to save masculinity. Masculinity is very much under attack in a variety of ways. And not this idea of the toxic ma masculinity, but men in general. Um, so much so that Shaquille O'Neal, I'll address this at some point. Maybe I'll do a separate stream. Shaquille O'Neal, um, I like the guy, his character. I don't know him personally. I know of some of the things that he he's engaged in because we've had uh, six degrees of separation. I know that his marriage, he's been married and divorced several times, uh, which I don't say that you're worse of a man but before uh, because doing so. However, I will say that if uh, you know you've been in those type of situations and you weren't you weren't the righteous man in your marriage and uh, all of those things, and then you come out and you parade femininity around or feminism around like that, we're gonna have to go ahead and address that, Shaquille O'Neal. But I'm gonna just tell you, I don't want no physical smoke. All right, Shaquille, because I think if he sees me, he can put some paws on me. All right, so. In this Shaquille O'Neal, because I know Shaquille O'Neal watches shows like this. He's watches Kevin Samuels and whatnot. Uh, but um, what I would say is, Shaquille, uh, you may come across this. I know many celebrities come across this. Uh, I don't want you to put pause on me. Pause. Nope. This is not a physical matchup, although, you know, I know you want to get physical sometimes with some of the people in, that call you out. So this isn't a physical thing. This is just me trying to get you to understand that uh, you have a flawed philosophy right now. All right. You have a flawed philosophy right now. And uh, dare I say, you sipping. <laughs> All right. I got to get through these and get to the show. B. Hewu says, glad to, uh, glad to have you back, coach. YouTube suck without you. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. We back in here. We back to here to get this. This, this program on, all right? <laughs> we get back to get, to get this program on. Let me share um, some stories with you guys, and I'm going to tell you why there will be no cure for what they call toxic femininity. Now, you guys know the stories. We're going to address them. We're going to address them. We're going to address bad baby. Is it bad baby? I never get her name right, all right? But she was the former catch-me-outside girl. Now she claims she's making $50 million on OnlyFans. We're going to talk about quickly Lizzo wearing no undergarments on a private airplane. And we're going to talk about her showing all of her rear end. We're going to also talk about Pam Shriver, the former tennis player, and her coming out saying that she had a relationship with her coach who is now dead and cannot defend himself. Another example of me tooing men from the grave. There was also another woman who came out and me tooed Gary Coleman from the grave. All right. I mean, Gary Coleman sitting there chilling, been dead for damn near 10 years, and he got caught on me too. We also going to talk about um, uh, the documentary of the Girls Gone Wild era that is just coming out, and they're exposing the Girls Gone Wild era and the lack of uh, the, the, 
the obsession with these men objectifying these women without, uh, I guess, uh, I guess these women are now saying this is not what they wanted to do, not what they attended. We're going to talk about all of that. Okay. This is the why this is absolutely wild what's going on here. But what I want to tell you guys is the wagons are circled. All right. You ever hear that term? They're circling the wagons. This is where we are, guys. And the reason why they're here is because you guys are still believing that somehow, some way, women are going to, to assume their role that they had somewhere in the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, that they want to naturally do that. Now, I'm telling you that they don't need to do that. And you should take this the, the sign here. They don't need to do that anymore. And thank God. All right. If that's not what you want to do, that's fine. However, you're going to pay for this continually, gentlemen. Now, I don't want to go into this discussion of whether men pay or not for their access to women, but you're all going to pay and you've all been paying. All right. But even though they're not going to come to you in the, hey, I need to be a wife and I'll be righteous for you forever. I'll be your queen. You're going to find one or two or here or there that are going to be willing to do that. But times have changed. Women have gone on to a different mode of supporting themselves. Oddly enough, some of it comes with either and uh, slaving themselves or uh, objectifying themselves. All right. So that's their own decision. I want you to be able to live with that and accept it. The only, ex the only way you move forward in this is to accept it and move forward. I know what you guys want to do. You guys want to be moral. Well, you guys want to do it under the Lord's way. You think women are going to thump the Bible over their head and women are just going to come running. Oh, okay. All right. This is the way we're supposed to do it the right way. And then you thump them over the head and no nothing happens. OK, but the wagons are circled and here's how they're circled, because men no longer have authority. Number one, we no longer have the authority or we're no longer seen as the authority. Most of the time, what men do in this world is pretty much being laughed at. While at the same time, we're securing and protecting most times at the same time, not only are we securing and protecting, most times we're providing. We're providing the finances behind everything. Most of the time, you're providing the sweat equity. You're providing the blood, sweat, and the tears. Most of the time, you're providing the physical or the aggressive, hardcore mental toll that it takes to secure, protect, and provide. Blood, sweat, and tears. You're doing it. Now, the minute you come along and you ask for anything back in return, they look at you like, nope. How dare you? Yeah, that's what they look at you like. How dare you? I got to find out. I got to remember where all my buttons are. Okay, so um, even if you are a father and you have children, you will have supported these children. You will have clothed them, fed them. You will have protected them from danger. And it will all be flushed down the toilet. All right? And they will all be laughed at. Anything that you do to provide for them. Say you're providing for them. They don't like the way you're providing for them. Well, he's a janitor. But you're a janitor every day to put your kids through the best, give your best, uh, give your kids the best experience. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, well. Say you had a wife. And you married her. You supported her. You provided gifts, entertainment, dates, all of these things. At some particular point, she'll say, what have you done for me lately? And then potentially may say, well, uh, you, you chose to marry me, or I didn't ask to marry me, or I was forced to marry you. And I was forced to have these babies and I was forced. <laughs> and they'll blame you 
for asking for their hand in marriage as if they didn't want it. Like they were going about their way and then you begged them and begged them and then you begged them to put babies in them. Let me put babies in you. And then they had your babies. They didn't want no part of it. They didn't breastfeed. They didn't help raise them. They were just forced into all of this and then they will come back and blame you. So this is what men have to understand. Guys, that will never change. That will always be the predicament you in you get into. Now, why is this a a carefully crafted? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start over. This is a carefully crafted agenda. This is a carefully crafted agenda that you are in. This is why there will be no cure. Okay. Now, a lot of the, our world today is going into the area of mental health. All right. Uh, in which many times I did a show on this is probably one of the last few shows that I did about the woman who wanted to, uh, she was addicted to mental health. And she laid out by the age of 25, how many health crises, mental health crises she had been into and how many therapists, how many drugs, how many things that she's been into. And at the end of the show, I made the conclusion that therapy is not a cure. Essentially, what therapy creates is a client or a customer in which then you invest and they particularly they they probably can do what they what they call experiments on you. They're basically trying to figure out a way to save you. But at the same time, it's going to cost you money. And then they may get you to a psychiatrist in which they then uh, prescribe you for things. And then what once you entered into that arena, once you entered into taking prescribed medications, to alter your behavior, you're entering into the drug customer area, all right? That's where you're entering in. And all bets are off because at that particular point, you've now entered into the removal of accountability territory. Nothing you've done is going, you're going to be held accountable for because you played this card, all right? So therapy is not a cure. Maybe it might prevent you from doing something like harming someone else or harming yourself. However, what it's going to create more times than often is a customer or a client. And it also is going to help you remove accountability from any action that takes place. Okay, We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I talked about this on my live stream probably a week ago. All right. Okay. But if people want to volunteer themselves for this and you're associated with them, it's going to affect you. So the wagons are circled right there with the help of social services or the mental health uh, institutions. Any of these things, you no longer have a leg to stand on. There's nothing you can do. Once they've played this card, it's over, guys. It's over. Because then if you force the envelope and you say, no, you're going to be held accountable and they is any harm or they act out in violence to someone else, it's your fault. It's your fault. You guys understand how this works. It's your fault now. So now you can no longer be an authority. No, now you have referees, and the referees are in the form of social services um, and uh, mental therapists and so forth and so on. Oftentimes, these people are not the most successful people in the world. All right? All you have to do is trace back to where they got their education from. Most of the time, they're not going to be physically fit. Most of the time, they're going to be somewhat resembling a physical weakness. They're not going to be financially successful. Somehow, they're probably going to be broke, right? 
most of the time they're going to represent probably someone who is considered a minority. And that doesn't mean black people. Everybody knows black and minority is not synonymous. It's actually used against black folks, the term minority. So I would always educate black folks to not go by the term minority. That's used against you more often than not. All right, but they're going to represent something else. So at that particular point, you're done. The wagons have been circled around you. You have no wiggle room. Okay. The second time, the second place that they have you circled is the media. I don't know if you guys know how the media works, but a lot of people who actually um, have something going on in their life, they probably rarely use the media, but the media can be influenced by money. The media can be influenced by people who have connections. The media can be influenced by uh, people who have uh, deceptive motives, i.e. Black Lives Matter and so things like that. So if they can use the emotional plug or they can finance things, sponsor things. And then the media, who was supposed to be balanced and impartial, can then basically say, well, you guys are paying for the commercials. We're going to go ahead and run whatever you want us to run. So once you have certain people in the media, then those people will use their rights to do whatever they want to you, sell you propaganda. They can advertise anything that is basically counterproductive to society. They don't care. All they want, they need the money. It's a business. And then as such, if they want to shut you up, they can find a way to shut you up. I mean, they have the power of the media. Media is powerful. And many people who want to be successful in life, they rarely use media. Let me just say this again. People who want to be successful in life rarely use media. People who want to uh, use propaganda, they will be involved in media or they will hide behind media. How many times have you seen this? You have a big, you have a big athlete. I'll just put it like you have a big athlete. He's six foot eight, 250 pounds. He's naturally God's gift to uh, athleticism. And um, they'll point a camera at him and they'll sit him behind a microphone and 50 people you can't see will be behind the mic, behind a microphone and camera, lobbing questions at him, poking and prodding him, instigating, getting him to answer questions for about 15 or 20 minutes. They'll show 30 seconds of it, probably when he snapped off. Now, behind that camera is going to be a lot of overweight, weak, less than physical, left than, less than God gifted. Uh, individuals, people who ain't never did what this individual did, and he has to answer to them. And then as such, they can edit the video and put out whatever spin they want to do at that particular point and represent what that athlete is. More powerful than that athlete himself can do. More powerful than that athlete can, himself can do. Now, with social media, that's changed the game just a little bit. But even, even still, some of these media outlets will take portions of social media and put that out and represent that athlete. And when you go on their site, you're like, oh, he, he's a little bit more than that. So the media, social services, the institutions of higher learning, they're no longer places where are going to encourage you as a man to be successful, encourage you as a man to be masculine. All of these places are going to encourage you to be more weak in the spirit of the, the King Ahab. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. The courts, any of the courts, it's not just family court. If you think family courts uh, are the only places that have men circled, the, uh, the wagon circled around men, no, the civil court, the criminal court, the domestic violation court, 
the domestic violation court and the um the 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 I can't remember what they call it, but the the juvenile court is what they call it. The juvenile court. Most of the cases that are brought forward are by not men. And that building runs off of an attack on fatherhood, an attack on relationships, an attack on marriage, an attack on must I go forward? And then marriage as an institution, they've crafted somehow circled the wagons around marriage. Some of these people still providing you hope and cope and dope, believing that you'll beat the odds in the long run. So where did they have you circled again? I'll repeat it and get on with the show. Social services, any of the social services, even, even the child support services, even the CPS, even the, uh, you name a social service, you're, you can't even go into the welfare office as a man and say, you know what, I'm trying hard. Um, here I am. I want some welfare. Okay, so social services, media, institutions of higher learning, the family courts, any court, criminal, domestic violation court. Uh, if you want to say the criminal court, most men get thrown under, under the bus. They're more likely to serve longer terms and more likely to be convicted in the criminal court. Uh, just look at the... Don't even argue with me on that one. And then marriage. Okay. So they have the wagon circled. Most men who are what you call men, they don't have any power in any of these places. And also they can be influenced by money. The courts can be influenced by money. Okay. Now I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here, but the court can be influenced by money. If I hire a bigger attorney firm than my, uh, then my my rival, I win. More, more often than not, I'm going to win. The judges are supported through bar associations, which are the attorneys that somehow some of them want to become judges. Some of the judges are former attorneys. I mean, <laughs> and thus, some of them get Title IV-D kickback money or the, or the state does, and then the state funds the uh, judges or attorneys related to this. Guys, it is what it is. So with that, the wagons are circled. There's nothing that you can stand on. There's no Bible. There's no teaching. Uh, the church is done, by the way. As you guys know that, the church is absolutely a disaster. All right, have you walked into a church these days? I mean, it's a disaster. I mean, if you're a masculine man, I have a church-going woman who was raised in a Bible family, and she is she's a Kaylee and flatbacked it, and she has, yeah. She she all that. And she says she can't find a man in church. She can't find a man in church because they're all weak. She's like, all of these guys are weak. I can't. I want a masculine man. She can't find one. She can't. And so she's sitting here going, what do I do? Well, the wagons are circled. The churches need to protect. And the, the reason why churches have to go this way because of money. Again, it all boils down to money. It all boils down to money. And the reason why churches have to toe the line and not stand on their principles is because um, they will get their tax exemption slapped the hell back down and all of their money will be taxed immediately. So they got to toe the line. Okay? If they decided to say, hell with you, hell with government, hell with all these agendas, we're going to study our Bible, they'll immediately be classified as a cult and they'll be paying taxes, or they'll be David Koresh. It'll be it. <laughs> That'll be it for them. 
But no, they want these mega uh, church facilities that look like college campuses, and they can do it with tax-free money, so they got a total line. They got a total line, and they got to follow the agenda. So where do you go, guys? You go to Free Agent Lifestyle, okay? So let's do this. I'm going to do a couple more Super Chats. We're going to do these stories. This is going to be a long stream, so buckle up. You can check in, check out, whatever you need to do, all right? I appreciate y'all for being here. Where are we at here? B, I got I got him. Set Sana says, welcome back, coach. YouTube didn't work the same. All right, thank you, sir. Gray, gray, gray. I, it scrolled up, so I'm trying to go back up. Gray, rock says, you, you're back. Woo-hoo. Yes, sir. Yeah, I I'm got back. money. I'm back. I'm back. Where are we at here? Awaken Pennsylvania, coach. You should read a book called The Most Dangerous Superstition by Larkin Rose. He's also has a YouTube. He talks about the corruption of the government and the scam of the Federal Reserve. Very good book. How do you recommend it? Oh, that's what you talk about today. Um, I, I will check that out. I'm always curious to know what's going on here. And guys, just so you know, I mean, all governments in some form or fashion will become corrupted, especially as long as we're going now. And uh, the more they're convincing you that they are your authority figures. I, but people have lost. Yeah, people are, you know, the. You know, you guys, they work for you. They're public servants, you know, but any of these people, they work for you and you spend your tax money to employ these people, but you give them authority over you. I don't know how you did that, but you do you. Wait, you do you. I got to play a clip on that. I don't know how you did that, but you guys give these people, you, you guys, I don't know why you hope that these people are going to do something for you. Hey, I told you to do Biden. I mean, and then you keep begging them and begging them and you put them in a position of authority. Newski says, I need that shirt, coach, for the summer. Anyways, free agent for life. This is going to be on my Etsy store. The original free agent lifestyle shirt will be on my Etsy store in a minute. Uh, Zendeco, Zendeco, coach, uh, when you mispronounce the word statistics, is that a sh shot at Pastor Dowell? No, he butchers that word every time. No, 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 no. Pastor Dowell is the homie. Shout out to Pastor Dowell. All right, no, 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 no. Um, there was a movie called uh, "Fun with Dick and Jane," I believe, with uh, Jim Carrey, and uh, they made fun of the word statistics the way I do it, statistics. So that's where I get it from. And oftentimes, if I'm talking, I'll mispronounce. It's one of those words you mispronounce because there's too many sts and cs and ts next to it. All right, so you'll be talking, and then in the middle of it, you can't pronounce statistics. All right. It's a it's a hard word to pronounce when you're in the middle. So a lot of times people will mispronounce statistics. So I'll say statistics. All right, Stony Montana hashtag feet picture gang hashtag I got money gang I got money hashtag hashtag monkey double backflip gang. All right, thank you, man. Speaking my mind, he says welcome back, Mister Kata in the building. Thank you, man. All right, all right. Uh, th JD got me a sandwich. Kelson J, a week without CGA, almost went back to the plantation. Y'all was running back to go simp. Tell the truth. Y'all was going to say, y'all was going to go back and simp. Y'all like, man, if coach take another week off, I'm going back. I'm simping. <laughs> Juno Ma, shout out to the coach and welcome back. Happy you got, yo, uh, got your much deserved time off. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm back. I'm geared up. I'm ready to go. And I got more ammunition and, uh, there's something going on in my sphere, uh, my own personal sphere, that is going to be uh, is going to give back to me in various ways over the next five years. Okay, 
It's going to get back to me and it will get back to you. It will get back to you. All right. But it has to be kept a little bit under wraps for right now. All right. But we'll get it's going to be one of those things that end up like, wow. All right. It's an eye opener. Uh, Th- Thomas Parker. This is going to be a Sunday sermon. Get your de-evolution books and open and turn the page 14. All right. Thank you, sir, uh, for that one. By the way, I'm the author of the free agent lifestyle and de-evolution. The links are in the description box below. All right. Go check those books out. Let's get to these stories, man. Because um, uh, what's been going on in the world? Let's start with which one you want to start with. Let's start with this one. Uh, we're, the, the, the show is there's no cure for toxic femininity. Guys, the, the cat's been let out of the bag. All right. We've opened Pandora's box. What is the new movie coming out with Doctor Strange? All right. Um, uh, the time continuum. I know this. Um, it's a reference to I know there's a reference to Back to the Future with this. You've me- we've messed up the space time continuum. And guys, we were warned, all right? We were warned, but we're not putting the cat back in the bag. It's not going. But check this out. Here's a woman that found out that Russia don't play that mess. Zambian student is arrested in Russia for, you know what? We can't say that on YouTube. After twerking in front of a war memorial and faces three years in jail. I don't know if you know, but Brittany Griner is in jail over there. I don't know if you know, but Russians don't play. All right, Russians been barbarians for a minute, for a hot minute in this world. All right. For a good couple of thousand years, they've been after it for a minute. They don't play and they don't play this feminism game. They don't play this toxic femininity. They don't pay play. Oh, I need a therapist. They don't play. Oh, I'm on drugs. I'm not accountable. I'm too young and dumb. They don't play this. They don't play these games. What they do is they say, this is how we do things. And we don't play because once they open Pandora's box, then no one's accountable. So this woman went over here. Uh, Her name is Rebecca Zeba. 21 detained by Russian authorities for dancing at the war memorial. Let's go ahead and take a look. And this is what she said in her caption here. She says, uh, shaking ass for the dead. I'm sure they are sleeping well tonight. There's a woman voluntarily objectifying herself in an guys. This is all going to be funny when I get to the story about the girls going wild, but she's voluntarily objectifying herself and she's shaking what her mama gave her. And then she's shaking ass for the dead. I'm sure they'll sleep well tonight. And so at this point, here she is now. She's playing the damsel in distress. Oh, wow. Wait, what's going on with this? Women oppression. This is sad. Um, I'm a, I'm young. I'm too young. I didn't realize what was going on. All right. And your ass got thrown in the clink over there in the, in the, in the uh, as they call it, in the, uh, I better know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the name. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. She got thrown in. Somebody will say it. The woman identified by local media as Rebecca uh, uh, Zuby posted a clip herself or shaking ass next to the war memorial of glory in the city of Canty. I can't believe it. The Gulag. Thank you, man. Yes, the Gulag. She got thrown in the Gulag. Uh, she is now suspected of committing a crime under Part 4, Article 354.1 of the Criminal Code of the Russian Federation, which provides for the responsibility for rehab- rehabilitation for Nazism, as they call it. I mean, it's odd. That that's what she got thrown in there for, but well-deserved visit to me because they don't play. And it's here's right here in the video shared by the Russian Investigation Committee for uh, Kanti 
I can't pronounce all that. Autonomously, I can't pronounce all that. She said, I want to apologize for everyone for the video I posted on April 16th. Why is she apologizing? Because she had to suffer consequences. She got thrown in the clink. She didn't get to say, oh, I'm mentally unstrong and I miss and women oppression. She didn't get to say any of that. So she had to apologize. I posted without knowledge of what I actually meant, what it actually meant and knowing uh, it's going to hurt and upset. See, we don't have that here in America. I posted a video of me dancing, no twerking on a monument. And I did not mean to be the video that I posted. I didn't intend it to be offensive. Ms. Zuba added that she didn't mean to offend anyone or to disrespect to those that died. All right. We'll get to that in a minute. And I, because I, listen, they butchered this English, by the way. If you're reading along with me, you can see. And I, because I didn't know exactly what it meant, I never thought it would be this big. I'm very, very sorry to, to everyone. I didn't know. Well, ignorance of the law is no excuse for not knowing the law. You get penalized even if you didn't know. And if I knew, I was never going to post it. I hope it, I hope I'm understood and forgiven. Okay. The reason why she's saying that is because she faces three years in jail and a fine up to 3 million rubles, which is equivalent to 28,000 pounds, which is somewhere in the north of uh, 30 grand. I don't know. If she's found guilty, which they probably will find her guilty, and no amount of, oh, she just needed help, is going to help. Okay? Y'all want another story? Check this out. We'll go to the next one. Ten is great. Pam Shriver revealed she had an inappropriate relationship with a much older coach as a teenager. Well, not that young. Shriver said Candy never abused her sexually, though she noted there was emotional abuse. So emotional abuse now is the is the card that they play now. This is the card that they play because most men have figured out you can't beat people up. All right. And thank God you can't just go out and, and and kick people and hurt people and harm people. Men have figured that out. Men have also figured out that and rightly so that sexual abuse is inappropriate. I mean, come on, guys, everybody should know that. I'm sure every man knows that every now and then you catch a man slipping, but touching people that with touching them in places that they don't need to be touched. Men, have, men know that. OK. But where they got you now is emotional abuse. Because emotions cannot be, emotions can be interpreted interpreted one way. I experience emotion this way. I uh, The other person experienced emotion that way. Now, however she says the experience went, well, that's how it went. You can't beat that. You can't change your mind. There's no amount of logic or rationalization that happened there. As a matter of fact, a person can actually violate the law or violate rules be held accountable for the rules and claim you're emotionally abused. <laughs> you know, it's what it is. And so listen to this story, gentlemen. This is why the wagons are circled. Listen to this story. If you haven't heard this story, listen to this story. And this is where I want you wannabe players in Max and you so-called wannabe pimps and you guys, you part-time pimps. I want you to listen. Because when you're dead, this is what they're going to do to you. International Tennis Hall of Famer and ESPN analyst Pam Shriver on Wednesday revealed she was in an inappropriate and damaging relationship with a much older coach that began when she was 17 and he was 50. As they say, 
Them young girls don't want you, right? How dare you? Shriver talked about her relationship with coach Don Candy and the painful and the quote painful and emotional journey she underwent in a first per person account published by the Daily Telegraph. Shriver said she was guided by Candy. Guided. You mean coached? She was guided? See, there's the media. Remember, the wagons are circled. She was guided by Candy, who served as her coach and chaperone while she played uh, on the tour in 1978. Mm. We're going back to 1978, y'all, but they don't want to go back to the 50s. Um, at the age of 15, under Candy, she reached the U.S. Open final as a 16-year-old amateur and eventually losing Eventually losing in straight sex, sexed sets to Chris Everett, Chrissy Everett. But in 79, in the middle of a tough, rough patch in tennis, here it is, in a tennis rough patch. There it is right there. He was in, she was in the middle of a tennis rough patch, meaning she was losing. So you have the situation. I was, I was going through a tough time. Now the, the wagons are circled. Anything that happens during that tough time, you took advantage of. Let's continue. With no victories in five months, she told Candy that she was falling in love with him despite the 33-year age gap. She told Candy that she was falling in love during a tough, uh, a tennis rough patch. Mm. Candy died in 2020. At the age of 91. She, he dead, y'all. There he is when he was alive. And conveniently, he dead. Yes, he's dead, gentlemen. <laughs> and there she is with her curly afro. And there he is with his fila suit. They both got fila suits and whatnot. He dead. Yep, he can't speak on this. He can't say anything. He can't prove his case. He can't tell his side of the story. He dead. By the way, everybody's saying she a minor. Uh, but no, she's not. In most states, she's not. All right, so let's just get that under the uh, thing right now. And then don't let me look up what the age was back in 78. It probably was different. She was not. But we're not even going to get there yet because whether she was a minor or not is not even relevant. It's not even relevant. Whether she was a minor or not is not even relevant. And I'm going to show you how. Quote, I still have conflicting feelings about Don. Yes, he and I were involved in a long and inappropriate affair. Yes, he was cheating on his wife, but there was a lot about him that was honest and authentic. And I loved him, Shriver wrote. Even so, he was the grown-up here. Hold up. Hold up. Even so, he was the grown-up here. He should have been the trustworthy adult. In a different world, he would have found a way to keep things professional. Uh, only after therapy. Oh, there's therapy. There it is, guys. Uh, the wagon circle. Only after therapy did I start to feel a little less responsible. So let me get this straight. You, you loved him. You admitted you loved him. You had an appropriate relationship. You were over the age of consent. Or even at the age of consent. You were an adult. 
but he had the authority over you. I will give you that. He was inappropriate with you as a coach. I will give you that. I don't care what the age gap is. There should never be a coach-player relationship. I don't care what the age is, all right? Unless they're married, unless they choose to be married. But no, I think it's foul. I think it's out of bounds. I think it's going to corrupt your coaching and it's going to corrupt uh, the way she listens to you. I don't even think uh, fathers and daughters should have uh, coaching relationships past middle school. All right, I don't even think, uh, you know, it's, it's just complicated. It's going to complicate things. Only after therapy did I start to feel a little less responsible. Now, at least, I've come to realize that what happened is on him. She threw, he did, and she threw it on him. Now, you mean in 2022? Now he did, and he can't come out and tell his side of the story? Now, at last, now, at last, I'm going to free myself from this. I've come to realize that what happened is on him. This woman now is not 15 or 17 or 19 anymore. It says right here, over the next five years, Shriver said, everything got blurry when lines were crossed. As the relationship started to get physical, she said they had intercourse when she was 20. So let's go back. Remember when I said the age of consent is not even going to be matter in this case? It didn't even matter. She was an adult. She was an adult before they had sags. <laughs> she wasn't even 17 anymore. She was now 20. So that means she was an adult, right? Uh, we did share rooms. We did virtually everything else that two people who are attracted to each other could do. Shriver admitted that Candy never abused her sexually, though she noted there was emotional abuse. She noticed when. I felt so horrendous. Wait, I felt so many horrendous emotions and I felt so alone. The worst would be my anger and jealousy when his wife came to the tournaments. Hold up. I am a nasty woman. So she was complicit as an adult in affairs with a married man and she's burying this guy. He didn't even hit it Rossky yet until age 20. And you walked around and paraded yourself in front of his wife. And now it's emotional abuse. It's because you were angry and jealous. In fact, Ellen was lovely. Remember I said this? I actually been saying this. Again, this is going to be a long stream. Buckle up. I said this. I said, some women will say, I would never cheat on a man, and I've never cheated on a man. But I'll say many times they will always, they will always have a story where they were the other woman. So they may not have ever cheated on a person they were in a relationship with, but they can probably tell you at a young age, they had a relationship with a man that was in a relationship or in a marriage. And they will never, ever reveal this, but I know this about them. They all will, because men who are in commitments are attractive. Because they prove that they can make a commitment. Men who are players, they're attractive for sexual purposes. But when the woman wants a commitment, she oftentimes is going to seek men who are in commitments. Or who have made commitments, like divorce men, or men in separations, or men who are fathers. They're showing that they can make a commitment, and they will get involved with them. 
I didn't think she ever knew what was going on. Well, she probably did too. If she did, she kept it to herself. But every time she showed up, we had to completely flip the way we were coexisting. She described the relationship with Candy as a traumatic experience that impacted her ability to form, quote, normal relationships after the time they spent together, brother. Oh, boy. So, so, remember when I tell you, wait a minute, <laughs> our affair shaped my whole experience of romantic life. It stunted my ability to form normal relationships and set certain patterns which would reoccur, uh, re recur. This is, this is therapy at work here. My ongoing attraction to older men. Oh my God. She was imprinted. He imprinted her. My ongoing attraction to older men and my difficulty in understanding how to maintain healthy boundaries, she added. Uh, Shriver won 21 Grand Slam double titles over the course of her prolific uh, tennis career. She said she ended the relationship with Candy and started to look at other coaches after the 84 season at the age of 22. Anybody that asking about the father and all of these things, first of all, Many of these tennis prodigies are removed from their family, just like gymnasts. Uh, they, they spend a great amount of time away from their family, especially if they show any prowess on the tennis court. So families are often not around. They send them to tennis com complexes now, all right, at a young age. And she says, I actually kept using Don as a coaching consultant because he was so insightful about my game. So he was mentoring her. She don't care no more about that. But neither he nor I tried to rekindle anything. A mercy for which I'll give credit to both sides, she wrote. So he was done hitting it. He didn't want it no more. Shriver said she decided to speak out publicly this week. I'm curious as to why. To shed light on abusive coaching relationships in tennis, which she argues still goes on a lot. I believe abusing coaching relationships are alarming. Com alarmingly common as a in sport as a whole. This is true too. By the way, female coaches uh, in women's bas women's basketball, women's softball, women's um, women's uh, soccer, very big. Female coaches and female uh, athletes, huge. But you won't hear nothing about that. Nope. You won't hear a damn thing. And if you do, and one of the reasons you want as a person that has been working on college campuses for 15 years, the reason you won't hear anything about it is because oftentimes it's a, if a person is experiencing that, um, if you take steps to expose it, when the violation is there, you're outing them sexually. And many universities can't talk about it. You can't out a person sexually. Like they can't be a headline, female coach and female player fornicating and then name them. Because that's outing them sexually. And then they can come back and say, well, nobody knew that I was living that type of lifestyle. So now you exposed it and you damaged my reputation. Yeah, remember Pokey Chapman at LSU? I mean, you could go on. The list is long in women's basketball. The list is long with women coaches and women athletes. It's high school and college. It's long. It's longer than you even want to know. But here it is right here. My particular experience, though, is in tennis which I've witnessed dozens of instances in my four or four and a bit decades as a player and a commentator. Every time I hear about a player who was dating their coach, 
or I see a male physio working with a female body in the gym, it sets my alarm bells ringing. So a male trainer can't work with female, so a male fitness trainer can't work with females because she experienced as an adult what she called an abusive section. This is just, I tell you, man. And now she wants to shed this a worldwide widespread problem and blah, blah, blah. We're not going to go on with this particular story, but you see the BS is coming along. So guys, if you are, this is why I tell you, don't poop and eat in the same place. I'm giving you life-saving advice. And it doesn't matter if it was five years ago, 10, 15, 20. At this point, they coming way on out. They'll wait till you're dead. <laughs> they'll wait till you're dead as hell. And then they'll come out and spread lies all over the world like they spreading cream cheese on a bagel. And you can't do nothing about it. All right, let's get to some more Super Chats. 2D Universe got succeeded. Back to the plantation. Thanks, Coach. Shout out to you. <laughs> Good luck. All right, uh, Dave, David Matthews. What's up, Coach? Welcome back. A little off topic. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I sometimes hear you bag on Columbus. I just wanted to know why. What's wrong with it, LOL? Is it the girls? All right, it's just Columbus, Ohio. I mean, that's why. <laughs> I mean... What else do you need to be said? I mean, it's Columbus. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio. It's just a good place to bag on. Like, it seems like generic. It's the most generic place you can think of. Remember the second, I'd rather pay you than pay Disney. All right. Uh, it, oddly enough, a lot of you guys will pay for these media and these corporations to continue to um, teach your kids how to be everything other than but what you want them to be. And then the minute you try to protect yourself, <laughs> all right, these people come after your neck. Eric Powell, coach game for life. Thank you, man. Drew Levine, unfortunately, most of the time, women only want to do it the old school biblical way after they've already been ran through and are wondering why they have nothing to show for it but used up parts. That's the game they're playing, guys. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But the game they're playing is a short game. We all know what happens. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s. Uh, I'm approaching my 50s. I'm in my 40s now. Uh, unfortunately, women that are in my age group, they start to struggle in a variety of ways. Now, they may have a good salary, but salary does not indicate that you are financially well off. Okay? I know millionaires that are struggling. Okay? They just somehow struggle. I was at the South Coast Plaza, and I saw sugar babies everywhere. All right, hanging out at Balenciaga, hanging out at the Louis Vuitton, lined up to go into Gucci, and they ain't got no damn money. I got money. We know they ain't got no money to go in there, but somebody giving them some money to go in there, or they window shopping. You a window shopper. But what happens is later, so when they're going through this as a young, they're having the time of their lives. But I know as an older man, once it hits 40, it starts to get ugly. If they don't have a husband by then, it's going to be ugly from 40 to 50 to 60 to 70. Now, they're going to be in a house somewhere. They're going to be financed through social services, some old alimony checks that are still getting cut, um, a little bit of a job here. They're going to be patching some money together. Social Security, money will be patched together. But it's not going to be, they're not going to be living high off the hog. It's going to be a problem. And some of them will start to say, how come these men aren't acting right? 
How come these men don't want commitment? How come? And then all of a sudden you go, you go to their house and it looks like this. You're going to have some? Okay. Tuck in. Eat. Yeah, man, it, it, it get dude, it gets ugly. Like 38, really, I think around 36 to 38, I noticed a lot of women clamoring after me. You know what I mean? I was like, what is going on? And then you were with them. You you last two damn weeks with them. You realize they in a financial bind. And there's no solution. See, when you're young, there's a solution. I'll just go get more education. I'll get a job. I'll sell my wares. I'll walk the street. I'll I'll strip. I'll work at Hooters. I'll I'll become a bait teller. I'll get hired at a job and show leg to the manager. I'll sleep with the manager. I'll become a recording artist, a superstar. I'll start an OnlyFans. When you're young as a woman, there's solutions. And many men will be, they'll be okay with meeting those solutions. <laughs> All right. I got money. They'll provide the solution. Oh, you need a job? You're hired on the spot. Then sooner or later, that manager's trying to creep. Yeah. But when you're 40, the solutions start running out. And then there's only social services. Or there's only trying to get a simp to marry her. Or there's only, it starts running out. Or it's divorce the guy. Or it starts running out. And they're going to be operating like they're normal. They're not going to give off any indication. I just saw a broke person pay a $350 bill. And I was like, wow. With the credit card. I was like, I was like, you know, you ain't got that. You know, you ain't got it. So they're never going to tell you that they're struggling. <laughs> they're never going to be like, I need help. They're never going to come to you. They're going to try to trick you, though. They'll go to social services and fill out all the damn forms. They'll wait in the line. They'll, they'll sell people out. They'll go to court. They'll drag you into court. And the motive is to get money in the back end. But they'll claim all of this stuff up in the front end. They'll sue you. I mean, they'll, they'll sue you nonstop. But you won't hear hide nor hair of those details. All along, they're going to act like, yep, I'm paying my rent. I'm paying my car boat. There's no problems here. I got 401k. I got social security. I'm invested in crypto. I got the stock market. My money market is looking good. My NFTs are looking good. My EFTs are looking good. I'm good. <laughs> they're not, guys. They're in debt. They're broken. And they're broke. By that age, 36, 38, and then they're getting child support, alimony. I'm just letting you know, you're setting yourself up for a bad deal. I don't care how much money she makes. I don't care if she comes in. What? I got, she going to come in like this here. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. That means nothing. I don't care what you did. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. I'm just warning you. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. It's a trap. So the per the person saying here they're getting rent, they're there's there's they're saying okay afterwards. Well, there's a good country song that I was listening to while I was in Dallas. The country radio station was on in my rental car. And the guy was like, basically, I don't know the name of the song. I tried to get the name of the song, but I was driving. Uh he basically was like, essentially the message of the song was, but I had you when you were 23. Basically, 
whatever you do after 23, you can have enough men, you can get married, you can have success or whatever. You can find the perfect mate at 40, but it don't matter. I had you at 23. Which is what matters. <laughs> Goodness. Who knows the name of that song? I had you at 23. He was like, basic. Oh, here it is right here. Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt. I guess this is the song. What does 23 mean? Uh, it's a reminder that no matter how a relationship ends, it's time you'll never get back. All right. He basically saying, I had you when you were young, fresh, and green. All right. I don't care what happens. And who you say got you back uh, in the future. It don't matter, baby. I had you when you was young. <laughs> I had you in your prime. Bruh, when I was listening to that song, I was like, whoa, hidden red pill. He was like, because by the time you in your 28, 30, 35, he's like, it matters none. I had you when you was young. <laughs> Ladies love cool C. Thanks, coach, for social media because it exposes how. Hypergamy defeats hope and how XX nature truly is. Welcome back, coach. Thank you, man. Well, social media is a blessing, but still guys will fall for the okie doke. But hey, listen, you had all the information up front. Jay Flo, welcome back, coach. It was rough not having a night stream. I had to listen to my wife until the melatonin kicked in. All right. <laughs> coach gang. Billy Kid, the coach has returned. Or the goat, he says, YouTube is depressing without the free agent lifestyle for life. We here. All right. Taylor Anderson, I work as an RN at an inpatient drug rehab facility. The women blame everyone but themselves and the therapist pander to them. Hashtag zero accountability. Yeah, once it gets to the argument with therapists, see, look, because again, again, this is how I look at it. Because all I got to do is look at the therapist. And then all I got to do is look at hear them, hear them, and I go, well, you don't got no hope either. You know what I mean? Like you, without this, who would you be? <laughs> That's how I look at it. But once you've gone to say, I'll put my hope in this therapist over the world or over yourself or anybody else, I got nothing left. I don't have. That's a fight that I'm not gonna. I'm not fighting that fight. This the person over here. This person over here. She knows some book knowledge from Cal Berkeley psychology department the do you guys know what the psychology departments have done to americans over the last 60 years <laughs> psychologists and psychiatrists are highly likely to be drug addicts and cuckoo themselves have you taken a psychology course have you taken a psychology course in the college most of them people are out of their mind bro you be looking at them like, <laughs> you're looking at them, and the reason why they got into it is because they had problems. They, they had problems. They were on their last leg, and they found this stuff. Now, the psychology departments in America, historically, look up Timothy, was, Tim, was Timothy Leary a psychologist? Timothy Leary. Yes, he was. These people have historically committed some of the most heinous things under the guise of psychology. They had people, they had people drugged out, LSD out, drug, committing crimes, mind control. Mm. 
<laughs> and so as soon as you say, yeah, MK Ultra, as soon as you tell me psychologist, I'm like, man, no, I'm a no. <laughs> These people had the, the 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 guy, the guy who allegedly shot Robert F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy was believed to be a student hanging around the psychology departments at UCLA. This is witchcraft. It's witchcraft. As soon as you go there and you want to put your hands in there, done. Because, listen, I did a mental health stream last week, and I ironed out. These people, yeah, these people are literally drugging these people as experiments. But have at it, bro. Hey, if that's what you want to do with your life and you want to alter your psyche through the use of this, and the reason why, because there's people here that don't know. Um, if your solution is take this, if every answer you have in life is take this, you're going to be screwed up. Your whole chemistry is about to be screwed up. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's a supplement. The minute you start saying you got to take this and you got to take that to give yourself a chance in the world, bruh, you messed up. Mm. And once you start, you can't stop. You're a customer. You're a client. You're a customer. That's look. If I go to a drug a drug dealer, and the drugs he's selling are legal, but then the, somehow they make them illegal, or they ban them, or they have a commercial. If you took this drug, you might be entitled to a settlement. But it was legal when you took it. But now, fifteen years later, it's illegal. But I went to you and you supplied it, and you altered who I was for those fifteen years. Isn't that a crime? Or were you experimented on? Did they sell you something? Don't get me started. Mm. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, my goodness. It is crazy, bro. But look, you guys do what you want to do. If you've never been in these facilities that understood this, I worked on college campuses for 15 years. I've seen the psychology department. I've had students that majored in the psychology department. What they're running over there is a operation and that's all i'll say and you volunteered yourself for it now i'm supposed to interact with you and you're on drugs and i'm sober do you hear what i'm saying you're on drugs and i'm sober where does that make common sense <laughs> Or what would you be without the drugs? Somebody said everyone is on drugs. For real. That's why it's 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 out of this is why, again, dude, when they give me painkillers, I come from the dentist, I'll be like, mm. <laughs> they'd be like, take this painkiller. I'll be like, okay, I'll take three. The whole bottle be full. Nah, man. Last one, BBM Young Diesel. I'd rather pay tithes in the coach gang church of truth rather than the blue pill new age churches of today. Bless the coach. Appreciate you for being here again. I saw a video of yours while I was traveling. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Let's keep this smoke going. <laughs> Let's keep this smoke going. Uh, I watched the documentary yesterday. I was sitting here. My dog was on her bed. And this documentary came up. 
This is going to tell you where we're going. I'm going to piece this together. New documentary. Get, get the sugar baby off. New documentary revisits the toxic legacy of Girls Gone Wild. The toxic legacy of Girls Gone Wild. Now, let me just preface this. I'm not here to defend anything that this man has done. Everybody knows what he done done. A lot of people participated in it. Celebrities, uh, you name them. A lot of girls participated in this. A couple of times some minors did, and he should be penalized for that. He should have done his due diligence. I don't excuse him for that. But oddly enough, they were there volunteering them, their, their services in an adult party. Again, you chose to go to the adult party, and they chose to let you in. Oh, this also brings up another point. I want you to be careful interacting with sugar babies, interacting with girls at the club, girls at college parties, and all of that. And the reason why is I revisited this one time, actually talked about this, in which girl, even on dating apps, girls will set their Facebook and their dating app profiles to an advanced age. Later, they can't change the age on their fake book. The fake book all of a sudden say they're 26, but they're really 20. Oh, I can't change my age. Facebook sometimes doesn't allow you to change their age. They have to delete the whole app. So sometimes they connect their fake their dating app to their Facebook in which they lied about their age. But they're on the dating app at 16 and 17 already exploring and swiping. Rightly so. They're curious. At this age, they start to experiment with themselves sexuality. And, and I gave you the statistics related to that too. 16, 25% of them are no longer uh, virgins. Then it's set by 17, it's 50. By 18, it's good 75. By 19, the, the ship is sailed. You're in the 10% or less category. So with that being said, be careful on these sites, sugar daddies. Be careful on clubs because a lot of times there's underage, under adult age girls there, college parties, et cetera. They're there. Now, if you do something to them, it doesn't matter that they lied about their age. Celebrities have faced this. A lot of the celebrities um, that they talk about in these songs, I'm sorry, a lot of the girls that celebrities talk about in their songs oftentimes are girls that are 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And so they call all these, and all these hoes, they're talking about their experience with these young girls because these young girls will do anything to jump on them. And this has been happening in music and entertainment and movies since the beginning. You go back to Chuck Berry, you go back to uh uh the Great Balls of Fire guy, Elvis Presley. Many of the groupies, jailbait as they used to call them in the rock age, were underage. Go back to Billy Idol and David Bowie and all of them, bro. Mm. This idea that girls are there of age and they all are there to have a good time and party and uh and get drunk and that they're going to make a rational decision is a myth so i'm here to tell you that they're going to do it i'm not here to tell you and shame the women into do uh into not doing it because it's pointless we no longer have a leg to stand on so ladies if that's what you want to do you did that i'm not going to stop you if you want to go out there and do that go ahead but i'm warning the men that this is going on. And so a lot of times you guys are cold approaching 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 18, 19. And what's going to happen? Let's go ahead and review the story. What's going to happen is this. 
Now, an unsettling moment in pop culture history. Um, it says right here, there are some moments in pop culture history that seem, in retrospect, like an utter, utterly horrible mistake on the part of all involved creators and viewers alike. So they're going to say the girl's gone wild. They're, they're now framing this as, oh, that was a mistake. Now, you're going to see the hypocrisy in this in a minute. <laughs> okay. It's not even enough. It's not that even far to even go to show you the hypocrisy. But they're saying this is a mistake involved creators and viewers alike. I'm going to show you the hypocrisy right now. Rapper Bad Barbie, Bad Baby, whatever her name is, breaks OnlyFans record by earning $1 million in six hours. Literally 2021. 2021. Yet, they're going back and saying, oh, this girl's gone wild thing. Man, they they got away with that stuff back then because back then we didn't know no better, better and women didn't have no rights. And we treated women like pieces of meat. Fast forward, Bad Baby claims she made 50 million from OnlyFans, published in 2022 of April. Wait a minute. So... It was a different time back then because he was doing it. Let's read the let's read the sentence again. There are some moments in pop culture history that seem in retrospect like an utter, utterly horrible mistake on the part of all involved content creators and viewers alike. The very existence of the Girls Go Wild franchise uh, definitely falls into that category. We're a long ways from hasn't aged well. When uh, we talk about it, it says, but the series legacy isn't just uh, one of rapid sexism and awful taste. A new documentary offers a look into how bad things got. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, as befitting uh, as befitting expose of all things Girls Gone Wild, the documentary is called Girls Gone Wild Exposed. A new article at The Guardian exposes some of the documentary's finding, and the word nightmarish would be an exaggeration. <laughs> there are people whose lives are still being impacted. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So the people doing OnlyFans and Instagram modeling and all that, their lives are going to be affected too years later. Now, if you bought content, if you bought sugar babies because she was broke and she was forced to sleep with you for 250 bucks, buckle up. Mm. Buckle up, gentlemen. Because they coming for your ass. And, you know, there is a little irony there that I always tell you to go to the junior college. But the facts remain. They're coming after your ass. This was in the year 1998 that this started. And it was done by 2004. 2005, it was a done, it was a wrap. So now we're talking about 18 years later. And now they're saying, ah, this was unethical. This was sexism. This was this, this was that. Guys, buckle up. If you've been macking girls and you haven't been paying them and they were going through, remember the one, the one tennis woman, well, I was going through a tennis rough patch and I was distracted. But I got in therapy, which these girls that are now Bad Barbie and Bad Baby and Sugar Babies and all of these girls will be in therapy in T-minus 10 years, if they're not already, by the way. They're already in therapy. 
but they're going to be in therapy. They're going to say, well, when I was 18, 19 and 20, this guy should have known. And he took advantage of me because I was broke or these simps were paying me and they missed, they made me take off my clothes. The girl that's uh, not Lana Rhodes, uh, the girl uh, Mia Khalifa tried to pull this. Mia Khalifa tried to say, well, he took advantage of me. They didn't pay me as much. I only worked a short amount of time. However, my reputation is ruined. And go ahead and delete everything. And it's everybody else's fault. Mia Khalifa is walking proof of she was in the prawn industry in between OnlyFans and Girls Gone Wild. And she's already calling it back. And she's already blaming everybody else. Buckle up, gentlemen. If you got over a girl and she gave you some peace leave and you pumped and dumped her and told her to kick rocks, you better hope you're broke in the future. Because if at any point you saved up some crypto, at any point you saved up some money and you bought a house, they coming for it. They coming for it. They're going to change their mind. Kim Kardashian parlayed her whole career off of her sex tape. But now her kids are finding out that there's a proof of a sex tape. Guess what she's doing? But when she was walking around here, billionaire, and talking about, and she poking her ass out all the time, nothing. She said nothing about it. She let herself and her mom pimp her out and parlay her whole career around that sex tape. And guess what? Now she crying. <laughs> not one year later, not five years later, not eight years later, 20. Buckle up, gentlemen. This is why there will be no cure for this type of toxic femininity. Buckle up. You're going to be blamed. And I think I should have added to this, but this was a side note. You're going to have to pay for it eventually. Or if you're not paying for it now, you're going to have to pay for it, bro. You're going to pay for the results of this in the end. There's no way you're going to outmatch this, outmuscle it, outlogic it. There's no way. And it's going to, this, this goofiness is going to get worse. So let's go back to this. Girls gone wild here. Um... It says here, uh, this director, uh, his name, Katinka. Oh, this seems like a female. Katinka Black Ford Newman. She was a film, oh, she was the film director of the documentary. And what she describes in the interview is a system of unethical behaviors and outright physical abuse lurking just below the surface of the series. So if you see the series, um, you'll see that at some point they were pushing the envelope into pornography, full-out pornography, because, you know, you got to sell. Uh, and a lot of the girls were saying, and my family's going to see this, or my parents are going to see this. Some of the girls weren't. Uh, some of the girls were under the influence of alcohol. Let me go full screen right here. Uh, this is why you guys have to work, watch out. Some of these girls were under the influence of alcohol. Therefore, they can't sign waivers. Even if they were of age, they can't sign waivers. So they're, they're saying, yeah, we have video evidence of drunk college girls signing waivers, presenting IDs or fake IDs, and you not paying them for it. You didn't pay them. You gave them a T-shirt. This is unethical. If you would have paid them $20, there was a guy that says in the, in the documentary, I told him to start paying the girls $20, and he said no, and he said that was, the, that was, the, that was his worst mistake. 20 bucks? You think 20 bucks would have solved this? 
And then he started doing things that were unethical. So like I said, he started selling the uh, footage and then other people start running it. And then these girls start appearing on covers of prawn magazines and they weren't pornography, but, but they were exposing themselves on camera. They definitely were doing that. They were shaking their tail feather. They were exposing their chest and they did that. However, however, he did sell the footage to other people, other companies, and then these people ran with it. So, yeah, I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair, and that's not good on his part. But can we come back and address what's going on? These people volunteered to do such, did not read the waiver, and were under the influence. So then they can just do what? They can do this. Wait. When accountability shows up, now they can just wriggle on out of there. Okay, so again, if you're at clubs, parties, always understand, if there's alcohol present, whatever you do after she's got the alcohol in her system, you are now on the clock. You're on the clock. How long is the clock, you ask? I just gave you the story of Pam Shriver. 1978, and the dude was dead by the time she came out with the story. That's how long on the clock you are. Now, again, you better hope you're a nobody, and you better hope she's a nobody. But that doesn't stop soft white underbelly from push, pushing the, uh, the video out and getting hundreds of thousands of views. You better hope she doesn't see a therapist, and then they go ahead and twist her mind into a pretzel. You better hope you never get on. Um, you better hope you never. She never gets on any psychological drugs or psychiatric drugs. You better hope, because if she does, it's a rapsky for you. And so, a lot of the women in here in the probably the first hour and a half of the show before they got to the really unscrupulous things, the first hour and a half of the show was just a lot of dodging accountability. Oh, I was this, and I was just a young one hundred pound girl. I was 100 pound girl. I was 18. I was 20, 21. And, and, and he, he promised me a t-shirt and I was just happy to go do it. You'll hear all the stories. The girls were, couldn't wait to show their titties on the screen. Soon as the camera came in and the dude had a girls going wild shirt, girls were coming in there undressed and they showed footage of it. They had no problems. They couldn't wait to do it. They admitted this. And then they showed the, the, they showed the difference between um, they had a show called Wild On, which was um, they had this girl. I can't remember her name, but they showed that it was very closely resembling Girls Gone Wild and Wild On E. I can't remember what the woman's name is. She's an actress or she was some young girl and she was 19, 20. And she was like, well, the producers told me to go on a bikini and go to spring break. And both of the shows were wildly similar. It was like, and it, the girl admitted it. What's the girl's name? You guys know what I'm talking about. The girl's name is D something or, no, not Tara Reed. Let me look her up. No, not Allie Landry. Hold on for a second. Brooke Burke. That's who it was. Brooke Burke. I'm going to pull up a picture. Brooke Burke. So the documentary shows Brooke Burke's show, and then they show the girls going wild and they admit, oh, it's pretty similar. But one was on E, <laughs> one was on E, and the other one, uh, he was making millions off of. Who do you think got sued? 
This woman right here, Brooke Burt. Who do you think I sued? Did, did the media corporation with backings of all the, the, the people, did they get sued? Or the dude that made millions off the girls and didn't pay them? I'm sure the girls on the other show didn't get paid either. Brooke Burke was the girl. But she's in there admitting, yeah, the show was pretty much close to each other. But then when you got further on, he did make a lot of mistakes. And the mistakes was he didn't pay up front. He wasn't honest. He was unscrupulous. He was intimidating people. And, and, and he got the big head. By the way, six degrees of separation, I know one of his family members. I actually was a trainer with one of his family members, and that's all I'll say. So I don't know him personally. And um, as far as I probably understand, they're estranged from him. But uh, I did see that family member in some of the pictures they showed as they were talking about growing up. And I was like, yep, there, there she goes. Oh, I can't. Oh, I told too much. But this is what happens when you're in these areas. So, guys, with this being said, you have a culture now that is pushing women into their own independence. And again, I don't care. A lot of people think I'm hating on this. Guys, I've accepted this. I've accepted that this is the reality of a lot of young women, right? Um, they're able to capitalize on this and monetize themselves, simply objectify themselves. They're doing it, twerking on statues in Russia. They're going for what they know because the reality is the window's almost closed on this strong and independent, a.k.a. career woman, right? So I can focus on my career. And, unless you're in STEM or you're in a high levels of business, that, that door is closed. And a lot of girls don't have the patience for that. So they will go to the monetization of themselves by objectifying themselves. But what's down the line? Down the line is going to be a lot of tra trauma, tragedy. It's going to be a lot of sorrow therapy because they're not going to be able to sell this to men in the form of marriage they may not even need marriage but they're going to want a relationship and it may be hard to actually find that guy although lana rose found her a simp mia khalifa at some particular point found him a weak king ahab and if you guys don't know my story about the weak king ahab you need to watch my video on the jezebel spirit because the Jezebel spirit is running wild. The reason why we know this is because there, there's no cure. Uh, the, the reason why we know that there's no cure for this toxic mass uh, femininity is because weak men will allow this to go on. And uh, weak men will be compromised by the following institutions, media, uh, therapy, any psychology or psychiatry, institutions of higher learning, court systems, social services, aka child support, government services, handouts, aka, and marriage. Now, this isn't to get angry. This is to find a solution. You're going to be compromised. Weak men are going to be compromised that, and they're going to be compromised uh, with the, just the ability to get a couple pieces of peace leave. I understand that. I don't have that problem. You have that problem, so I can't be compromised. It says right here, the weak king Ahab, he was the king of Israel at the time. He was a weak, self-pitying man who abdicated his authority to his bride, the princess Jezebel. In spite of God's law forbidding idolatry and the worship of any god but the Lord, Ahab married this princess who brought, who brought to Israel with her hundreds of priests of lewd Baal worship. Guys, this is happening right now. 
I mean, you can just change this. She brought to is she brought to Instagram a hundred simps. That's basically what that says. She brought to Israel with her hundreds of priests of Lou Baal worship, a cult that tended to destroy manhood and drag womanhood into shame. Jezebel was such a domineering person that soon uh, she soon became master over her weak husband. Over her first acts, sorry, damn, sorry. One of her first acts was the order of the extermination of the prophets of the Lord or masculine men, right? Basically, and set up altars to Baal. She pers uh, so pervasive was her idol, uh, sorry, idolatrous influence in Israel that Jesus later used her name to reference a woman who led a church uh, into immorality and the worship of false gods. I mean, come on, guys. Are we not experiencing this now? Jezebel's strongest enemy was the great prophet Elijah, and this is why I often say, I come in the spirit of Elijah. All right, if you ever heard me say that, this, this is the reference material to that. And I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Bible thumper. I'm very much in the spirit of balance in this world, okay? So when I say I walk in the spirit of Elijah and a man challenges a person who's trying to corrupt you and make you weak, a self-pitying man that idolizes women, which is false idol, uh, which are false idols. When you are, you worship anything is a false idol. Even having a statue in your house is a false idol, which I'm in conflict of, but that is what it is. If you collect statues, that's false, that's false worship. That's false idolism. Okay. But you have false prophets and false idol. And as you can see here, once you abdicate your position, and historically, you're going to have chaos. And the big point of this, when it comes to the spirit, the spirit is enduring. And what they noted in the Bible story related to Jezebel is that her defiance is all the way to the end, even to the point where her body was engorged by ravenous dogs and trampled by horses. So if you believe shame, which is removed from our society, which is another way they circle the wagons, you can no longer shame people back into, uh, they have a word called shaming language, right? which means you're trying to hold them accountable for their past actions or whatever actions you think are not righteous. As long as you have the media control, you can control who gets shamed and who doesn't. And as, a, as such, if you remove shame, you remove their past, which you can no longer judge them on, right? Which is a big, powerful tool. It's a big, powerful tool for them to uh, skirt around accountability, and then now you have to judge them going forward. Now, nah, it don't work that way. So the story of Jezebel shows you there's no cure because this spirit is going to be defiant until the end, meaning they'll take you down into the, the black hole of death and decay before they admit they're wrong. Your ex-wife will take you to court for decades before she says, ah, oh, you know what? Forget this. Your ex-girlfriend will torture you for years. Your baby mama will torture you for years simply because you laid in between her legs and relieved yourself. And both of you guys were in the spirit of enjoyment. A baby is uh, made out of it, 
Neither one of you intended to have the baby, but now you have to be responsible and you'll be tortured for two decades, even more as a result of that experience. And she will not rarely ever at one point say, you know what? Let's just be rational about this. Let bygones be got bygones. Move on with your life. And I'll move on with mine. No, she's going to torture you. Even when she's wrong, doesn't matter. Even if she's proven to be an abuser, doesn't matter. Because in the court of public opinion, her opinion matters, yours doesn't. So not only do you have the courts, the physical courts, the, the, the legislative courts, you also have the courts of public opinion in which whatever she says is the truth and whatever you're saying is a lie. And therapists, judges, attorneys, and so forth and so on tend to go along with her story. Even if it's incomplete. You also have the removal of the father. So you have fathers that are fighting every day to be a part of their kids' lives. And they'll be removed via the courts due to the influence of the Jezebel spirit. And then also you have fathers that are running from the responsibility because they don't want any parts of it. They weren't ready for it. They just wanted to have sex. Shame on them. And in between, you'll have fathers that are fighting. And then you'll have fathers that give up. I give up. I'd rather not even deal with this BS. And they turn their children over to the world. In these streets. And the mother is happy with her work. And the father just says, forget it. I'll write the check. The sad part is, the sad part is, he gonna lose in the end because then whatever that kid goes through as they enter into adulthood and they will is gonna be his fault because he wasn't there or he didn't fight hard enough so you lose and lose even when you win you lose and the reason why is because unlike Russia, who says, the hell with your toxic femininity in America, we let it run wild like Hulkamania. Let's get to these super chats. Damn, we haven't even hit Lizzo, DJ Envy. I said this was going to be a long show. I said this was going to be a long show. <laughs> but we got until 11 today, and I've been gone for what? A week, almost a week. So I owe it back to the people here. Sheldon Ross, good to see you alive and well, coach. I was worried some gump took you out. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right. Because, yeah, DJ, not DJ, Coach Red Pill is missing. So y'all like Coach Adams missing? Coach Red Pill missing? What's going on? Uh, I'm here. I don't know about Coach Red Pill, though. And uh, listen. Sometimes, man, you got to know where you can talk and where you can't. In America, we somehow had this ability to keep going without getting taken out. He's safe. Good. I haven't got the info. I remember I was been out of town the whole time. They found him. Okay, good. He's alive. All right. Shout out to Coach Red Pill. But I've been here, man. Shout out to you. Uh, Baraka says, oh, man, I moved up. It moved up. It scrolled up. I'm going to get it. He says, yes, listen to the coach, gang. No voluntary slavery. 
No voluntary slavery. Jeremiah Franz, Sunday Starbucks. I'm the Porsche. Thank you, man. Hey, man, I got do I I drove my Porsche. I've been missing my Porsche for a week. All right, I had to get back into the mode. Me and my son kicking it. All right, no Zuner podcast, a.k.a. Coach Junior. What's up, Coach? Used my big head, not my little head, last night at the rave and uh, could have took home a 304. Thought, what would CGA do? And I said, nah, all right. I would have checked their feet first. <laughs> I would have took. I would have checked them toes. Let me see what them toes looking like. All right. Uh, Jack Hammer says, welcome back. It was rough when you were out. Good to have you back. Shuffling for joy. Hey, man, we haven't even shuffled today, man. What kind of show is this? And we didn't get no shuffling in. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Damn. I forgot about shuffling, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Rusted junk, but coach, the pastor said I would meet my wife in church. All right. And have peace leave on demand. A good old strong Christian marriage. After I traded my sports car for a boring Kia SUV. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Check out those church marriages, man. It's a mess. I know there are some churches that try to keep their women, you know, uh, uh, their wives, the wives in the church accountable. Say, man, you got to do what you got to do. You can't be smelling like onions all the time. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. But this is where the devil's in the details. I tell you guys, they are negotiating in bad faith in the modern world. And guys, don't be mad at it. Just don't make the deal. They're negotiating in bad faith. And they will somehow wriggle out of this thing and say, no, sex wasn't part of this. <laughs> Access to sex wasn't part of this. Marriage is not about sex, although you consummate a, You can't have a marriage until it's consummated sexually. Well, I don't have to give you access to me. And if you take it, it's great. But, I mean, why be married at this point? I'm literally taking you off. Uh, but but if I have an affair, if I have an affair with somebody and I have sex with another woman, it's grounds for divorce. I mean, I tell you what, dude. This is what happens when you allow emotions over logic. Because you can never win the argument. Once it becomes emotional, I want you guys to listen to me. This is strategic, by the way. Once the argument becomes about emotions, you as a man will never win the argument. Or the people who are on the side of right will never win. This goes to, I felt this way, emotional abuse. Uh, I, uh, I, I was on my cycle. Uh, I feel this way, love. There's no, there's no wiggling out of it. You're finding people that say, they come here and they say, well, these guys don't preach about love. I cannot remember who I was listening to. But somebody was making that argument that was against, I can't remember who it was. Again, forgive me. These people don't, oh, I know who it was. It was DJ Academics. What these people don't talk about is love. These people don't talk about that. They want to leave the emotions out of it. Uh, sir, I don't know if you know, but that's the point. <laughs> because even Will Smith said people will do stupid things for love. So what you're telling me is I'm supposed to enter into the argument, the stupid things people do in love, and then overlook everything else. Like there's people that love each other that are divorced, graping each other to kingdom come and dragging each other in, in family court right now. And they loved each other. So 
we actually took that part out and say, would you look at everything outside of that? And when you look at things outside of the love, you see how dumb it is. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're like, would you take a business deal for this? And the reason why you do it is because you want to justify the sex. You want the sex. This is why a guy will ask me, what about kids, coach? And I'll say, hire a surrogate. No, nah, man, no, nah, I don't want to. What you want is the physical act of busting raw in a woman that you believe loves you, and she does right now, and you don't believe she's going to turn on your ass like crazy, which they do at 50, 60, 70% of the time. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. So love cost him probably in the neighborhood of $300,000, if not more. Okay. So if the love costs you money, how come I can't swing the argument back to money? Because, guys, love is going to cost you money. <laughs> let me just let you know. And it's going to cost you your business. It could cost you a house. So I can't swing the argument back over here. They'll say, what about the money? No, nah, but what about love? See, if you swing it back to emotions, there's no way you win. They always have the control because how you feel is important. But if it's the only thing, then we got a problem. Okay, you feel this way, but X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E. Forget about X, Y, Z, A, B, D, C, D, E. We only going on this. I lost. If that's the only thing that's going to matter, like there's no bills that need to be paid. Uh, there's no, there, you don't need no connection. Uh, the, the business go, you bet in your house, you bet in your future. This person's going to be out be without a father. This person's going to be without parent. We're going to, we're going to forget about all of that. And we're going to be over here with just feelings. Guys, once you entered into that conversation, I'm just going to let you know, you're going to lose, but you can't win even if you play. Like, even if you said, or even if you don't play. Even if you said, well, forget it. I won't play then. You're still going to lose. <laughs> you're still going to lose. The only way you can somewhat get around it is to go to the junior college. Now, that's going to even be... All right, uh, B. Huey in the building, ACDC, Amber Turd, and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp? Oh, Johnny Depp. All right, Megamind Sports, Coach, do you think it's 80% females and 20% males in the future? Uh, man, well, at the rate of early terminations of pregnancy, which a lot of those good men, uh, ladies, if you ever want to know where all the good men are. I got to get my buttons back right. If you ever know, want to know where all the good men went. What happened? Where did all the men go? Uh, especially on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Visit Planned Parenthood. They get rid of good men all the time, every day. At a clip of about probably 1,800 to 2,000. Now, I know you're going to tell me, but coach, the number is actually 3,000. I know. But many of these are young boys. <clears throat> that probably could have been grown up to be good men. They didn't have no chance, though. Mm. 
So will the number become 80% female, 20% male? No, I think I think society has they'll find a way. Society, not society. Um, I don't know if you guys know. This is gonna be a long stream. The world, this is how the world works. We think we as humans have control of this ship. We think we have control. Don't you know that the globe, the earth and the solar system could sneeze and ruin our whole damn thing? Okay. The since I, hey, the the world will the, the globe could sneeze and shake us the hell off. All right. So um how nature works, there will always be a close balance between the procreators. There will always be, even if you go and terminate them, terminate them early and terminate them 10 months after the birth, even after you do that, eventually the earth is going to figure it out right? and shake us the hell off. You're no longer needed here. An asteroid can come and tear this ish up. I mean, listen, we don't have control of this. We think we do, but we don't. So it'll never get to the point where it's 80%. Like those movies, it'll be like there's one guy and 800 women. It'll never be that. We'll find a way to even do it. The world will shake us off faster than I don't know what. All right, real quick. Or the, the, the situation will force you back into cohabitation and commitments. All right, it'll force you back. The barbarian will, sh- hey, look, we got to remember this. We're America. We're only America. That makes up 360 million people. I don't know if you know, but what we're doing here, we're trying to spread it across the world, but a lot of people are not going for it. So let me name some people who ain't going for it. Russia, China, North Korea, the whole damn Middle East. They ain't going for none of this. So if they wanted to, if America somehow got to 80% female, 20% 20% male. Oh, it'll be back balanced in about a hundred years. And the way they would do it is what they would call spoils of war. They will come make this 50, 50 in a minute. They come up. <laughs> All right. It will be, it, it will be 50, 50 in literally a hundred years. And they find a way through polygyny, polygamy, all right, they're going to get it back up. <laughs> All right, don't worry. America, if America somehow got to 80% female and 20% male and the women were like, good, we finally got rid of these guys. Nah, it wouldn't take very long for the, the troops to come marching in. Okay, so I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. It's not a, it's not a reason for me uh, to think that uh, this will take over. That's the only cure, by the way. Uh, London go shout out. He says, coach, shout out to you for being the first brother that came back from going to get milk from the store. <laughs> oh shit. All right. I know, man, I went to go get milk and I came back. All right. I swallow my pride. Shout out to the fathers, man, that are sticking in, uh, and the raising their kids. Um, very sad state of that we're in that people are trying to remove fathers from children's lives, and at the same time saying that fathers aren't being a part of kids' lives. It's a crazy world that we live in. And then later, once the kid is 25, 26, 28, and the father said, forget it, and he yeeted himself, 
or 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 he went away. He just went away. Said, forget it. I ain't dealing with this toxic bullshit. Well, my dad wasn't there. <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> Yo, it's it, look. I just tweeted this this morning. Uh, uh, of how it goes. Where's my Twitter? Most fathers don't leave their families. Most fathers give up due to parental alienation, toxic co-parenting experiences, manipulation of social servants, servants, welfare, child support, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, manipulation of social services, threats of court action, expenses related to just getting partial parenting time. Supervised visitations. A dude will go through hell just to get supervised visitations. Oh, and child support. And then when the dude says, man, hell with all this. You're going to lose for the next 20 years. For the next 20 years, you're going to have your kids on Oprah talking about you left. <laughs> you're going to have the baby mama at 55, 60 talking about she's still effed up. Oh. Well, when I got divorced when I was 29, she still ain't going to get over it, bro. And she's going to talk about how the kids messed up. They're going to be on drugs, therapy. It's going to be ugly. And they're going to blame you. They're going to blame you. And then the whole time, <laughs> the whole time, you know what was happening? You was getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and poked and thousands of dollars leaking here, child support, jail, passport ripped. Got to sit through therapy sessions with somebody who looked like the Michelin tire man. All right. Somebody he hadn't did push-ups in 10 years. Right. You sit there watching them going, God dang. He walking on his tippy toes. She looking like she ate two extra donuts. You sitting there watching this person whose life is unraveling and falling apart themselves. Who go home to hovels and haven't paid their student loan debt off yet. That's who's controlling and refereeing your family. <laughs> You're sitting there like. And you're paying them tens of thousands of dollars for this. And then when you say, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to go over here and go live my life. You know what's going to happen to you then? The next 20 years, they're going to make you, they're going to remind your ass that you gave up. They're going to remind you that you didn't fight hard enough. They're going to remind you that you should have did this and you should have did that. God, the dude's like, I did it all. Forget it. They're going to be writing books. They're going to be crucifying you on social media. They're going to be like, my daddy wasn't there. And the reason why I'm a 304 on Instagram is my daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Welcome to our world as fathers, as men. This is what you're up against. This is what you're up against. Stop telling me to get glasses. You guys are typing this. You guys are writing this stuff. You guys want me to read this writing all the time accurately? These are your super chats. <laughs> Come on. There ain't punctuation in it and all of that. Chicago man, 19... 69 says a week without CGA and the coach gang, I was almost succeeded to the plantation in here. Oh my goodness. All right. As we all are. A, &A radio paying tithes because we in church. Welcome back. 
coach hashtag free agent lifestyle you too trash talker welcome back coach thought those pillsbury biscuit cans got man well i was in texas and i was starting to conform back to one of me a big old woman <laughs> all right oh you not glasses oh dude this jar right here had eight dollar milk in it chocolate milk i love this jar <laughs> hey man i almost went back and got me a big old busted pillberry biscuit cow like look at these girls look at these legs man. the research says that black women when we do the same diets as white women we lose less weight and we lose it slower even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts and what and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism it's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. I was like, boy, she keep me warm in the winter. Them legs was like, boy, I was like, man, how do people get shaped like this? I, I'm thoroughly confused how you can get into shape like this. I, my body can't do it. All right. Speaking of. Lizzo wears outrageous but bearing outfit on the plane. Most of us dress for comfort when we're settling in for a plane journey. Most of us aren't Lizzo who rock a butt bearing thong for this plane ride. I don't know if you guys can see this video. Am I sharing this? Uh, this is what she decided to do. Uh, I don't know if you guys know social media is for public consumption. She put this out herself. So I'm just going to let you guys see this. Uh, what is she doing here? Uh, here she is going to the plane right here. And she got her whole butt out. And her thighs. And guys, there's guys that like that. So don't don't lie. Y'all like that jelly? I mean, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, the cat's out of the bag. Guys, once this happens, um, once this happens, there's no going back from this. I just hope you know. And this has always been happening. But once we've gotten here, um, um, and, and she's being shamed for being big and whatnot, and nobody wants to see all that. There's people that want to see all that. Uh, people have described her as an agent of agent of chaos. She's not here for her talents, although she's talented. She's here to create chaos and cause cause chaos. So she's an agent of chaos. That's basically what her role is, and um, she's being rewarded for this. I mean, how many albums have she sold compared to, you know, how much attention she gets? So she gets most of her attention for this. And um, as a result, as a result, she's causing chaos. She's causing people to um, be at battles with their morality, be at battles with their religion and their expectations of, of um, you know, women that they associate with. So this is important for you to understand that there's no cure for this. There's nothing you can do. You can't shame them. Um, you can't, you can't browbeat them. You can't Bible thump them. There's just nothing. There's nothing. Uh, the associations that you have to have with them should be uh, in acceptance of this. Because I don't know if you guys know. You might not be aware of this. Your, if your kid is a millennial or a Gen Z, this is, they, they look up to this woman or they're being exposed to this woman. If they're a female, they follow this woman. And whatever she says is gospel. This is an influencer. 
and they're influencing the future. So this is why I always tell Generation X and baby boomers who often complain about how things are modern-wise. This is why me as an old man can operate in acceptance. It's because oftentimes Generation X and baby boomers, they operate as if, hey, I don't want to see this. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. Well, what I have to remind you of is the message is not for you. Anytime they roll out a new law, a new message, an agenda, uh, whatever you want to call it, a new celebrity, it's not for you, Generation X. It's not for you, baby boomers. You know why? You'll be dead in 30 years. They don't care about you. They don't care about you magazine and newspaper readers. They don't care about you DVD collectors and VHS 1985 movie referencers. They could care less. You know who they want? They want your kids. They want Gen Z. They want millennials. Anytime something's rolled out, a tech device, a new technology, it's not for you. And they don't care about your opinion. And honestly, it doesn't matter. You ain't going to buy it. You ain't going to be influenced by it. You'll be less likely to go, no, I'll stick to my magazines and newspaper. Okay, as if that's any better. Okay, you're just going to get the propaganda uh, uh, a week or a month later. They're, got, they're getting your kids. And so Lizzo, just like Madonna influenced younger women and not the older women, Lizzo is the influence for young women behind her. And guys, that's your nieces, that's your daughters, that's your, and, and, and that's your cousins. That's who they're going after. And they're winning. Because you don't see their phone. <laughs> you don't see their phone. You don't see who they're following. And they're getting all the okays that this is okay. So this is where we are, and this is why there's no cure for this, especially if you're if you're an older millennial and for there's no cure. You're irrelevant in this in the strata of our society. You're irrelevant. So shout out to you guys. By the time you're set 60 and 65, you're gonna see this a parade by I was in the South, I was in Texas, and I saw this. I saw people built just like that in tight, form-fitting pants walking around like nothing. And I'm like, well, here we are. Now, they weren't wearing their butt out. But if you're wearing tight pants, you get to see where all the cottage cheese lies. It's no, it's no problem. You're going to see where it is. <laughs> cottage cheese is going to be everywhere. It, and what will happen is you'll come to like cottage cheese. You'll come to like it. You'll be like, listen, uh, how sexuality works is whoever you're exposed to, that's what you'll like. This is how it works. Like, if you if you grew up in the George W. Bush white sub suburbs, you're probably going to like flat-backed Kayleys. You're probably going to prefer that because that's who gets prioritized. And those will be the girls who probably show their bodies first. And the, uh, the other girls who are built like brick houses ain't going to show their body first. They're going to be insecure because the attention is going to go to the flatbacks. But if you grow up in Martin Luther King, you don't want no flatback. If you walked around with a flatback, everybody would be like, pancakes, they dish you. Who gets the priority over there? Bigger, larger, rounder, curvier women. You'll be more likely to see a skinny dude with a big woman before you see her with a flatback in the Martin Luther King area. Same thing as the Cesar Chavez. It is what it is. That whoever you're exposed to, 
that's probably who you're going to be imprinted by. If that's the mass, vast majority of people, you're going to be imprinted by that. If I live in the South and I'm seeing a lot of this, I'm probably going to prefer that. Right? It's all good. I don't go over here salami policing over here. We let you do what you want to do. Except throw your life around. <laughs> all right. Who wants pay? All right. Poll here. We're going to do a poll. This is not an offensive poll. This is about your diet. Which diet do you prefer? This will let it get the coach gang in here. Which diet do you prefer? Pancakes or cottage cheese? You can vote. Which diet do you prefer? <laughs> I should have put toes too. Toriano Holiday, shout out to the coach gang. Hold the line, man. I just got my copy of the Free Agent Lifestyle. Stay the course. I got money. Hit me with the shuffle. Yes, indeed. We can hit you with the shuffle for that while you guys are voting on the poll right there. Uh, the real poll. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is shows about nutrition, by the way. This is a nutrition show. We've reached a nutrition segment. All right, Jeremiah Franz, I've never taken a week off in 18 years. I feel guilty when I don't work daily. It helps to see you shut down, shut it down for a week in order to come back harder. Pause. But yeah, um, and even while I was, you know, it was it was hard for me to do that. But the only way I can do it, it's kind of the free agent lifestyle. The only way I cannot work is not be around work like go away right by going away but it also my kids were there so that did prevent me from doing the work as i wanted to because i can't just go to dallas and sit in a hotel room and live stream all day uh with them being there because then now i got a problem uh the red pill riddler says there are 13 ways to get to me but most people use seven i am freeing and liberating just ask Devin. You can deal with me, but everyone will know. Call me your lifetime, and you will owe no more. Who am I? Just ask Devin. This is a the, the red pill riddler. Somebody answer that for me. All right. I'm not good at riddles, but I don't have time either. But shout out to you. The red this is a good that's a good gimmick. Not a gimmick, but you know what I mean. The red pill riddler. Huh. Well, you said Devin. Are you talking about Donovan? All right. Shout out to Zero Fallout. He says, with all this necromancy, is that necromancy? With all this necromancy in this, is this how we start the zombie apocalypse? Well, we'll bring back the zombie. Yeah. Shout out to public light, lighting and power. Delayed gratification is the secret to life. 100%. All right, 100%. Delayed gratification is the secret to life. Um, Gosh, yeah. The younger generation is actually a little messed up on this one. This is why you'll you'll have to watch young women win for a long time. Gentlemen, you'll have to watch women, young women win for a long time. But the fallout is right around mid-30s. Then the the situation changes. And then you guys are going to see a show. It's going to be a show. Show. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is 
put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out uh many of them by 25 it's a shit show and then and then for 10 the years between 25 and 35 you'll be conflicted you'll be like well she's a good woman and she's then you're gonna go back and find out her past guys they're not gonna tell you their past i mean as unfair as it seems they're not gonna tell you you'll judge me you'll leave me if i tell you my past and you say okay you literally will take that deal you'll be like all right i'll take that deal just make sure whatever your past is doesn't affect me today okay all right and then you're gonna get ruined do not fall for that one vet shout out to kazam's way i bought your book i'm living the free agent lifestyle from now on coach greg yes indeed shout out to you man appreciate you free agent lifestyle is the only the only way see a m sixteen thousand people in the stream hit the like button i didn't even ask to hit the like button how we doing on the likes do we got one thousand welders in the building thank you sir free agent chris chris at the church house looking for a good boy and you know what they're selling you they're going to be there and they're going to be like, well, my past doesn't matter. It was before you. Now, let's just say this. Let's say in your past, well, uh, this might help you, but uh, you were a gangbanger and you got caught 15 bodies. Uh, it might help you with younger girls, but young, older women going to be like, what? You did what in your past? <laughs> I played you the video of Dr. John Deloney. Uh, my husband keeps bringing up my past. I told him and now he keeps bringing it up. <laughs> Exactly. Larry Hernandez, 30, uh, 300 million wasted. CNN plus failed in two weeks. What's your take? Uh, are we shocked? Are we shocked? They wasted $300 million on CNN plus. Everybody knew it was a failure. CNN is failing by itself. Who's going to pay for extra CNN, right? Who's going to pay? But again, as I stated earlier, the media will be pushed by organizations to promote whatever they, they're corrupted. Again, corruption happens. Um, if you're a corruption denial, denier, I mean, I, don't, I can't help you. The system's corrupted. I mean, significantly corrupted. I mean, to the point where you can't even trust history at this point. Whatever history you've learned, you better go back and unlearn all of that. All right, because you ain't learned. Shit, all right, I'm, I'm looking at the the way that the people frame historical events that happened like three years ago. And I'm like, that ain't how that happened. And you know damn well that that ain't how, how it happened. You're like, that's not how that happened. You can see distinctly and remember and recall with your own reflection, they're lying. And then I got to go back and say, well, they, they actually told me something that happened 10 years ago. They always told me something that happened 20 years ago. Now they're talking about something that happened 50 years ago. I'm going to have to question that. Mm. There's no way these people are telling the truth about anything. They're telling you their take. And so that's my take. If they're pushing $300 million to push CNN plus out, what else are they pushing? If they're willing to flush $300 million down the toilet to push out fake news and propaganda and it flops, what about when it succeeds? How much money was pushed in and then? Robert A. 
Coffee for the coach. Good to see you back live. We're back it, man. I'm back and I'm ready to go. JB, too broke to pay $350 uh, suing you. Child support alimony. He says, sounds like you're talking about your ex-wife, coach. Uh, no. Nope. I don't know who that was. It was somebody that I saw. You don't talk about her here. Freddie Frappuccino. 18 to 25 is the golden zone, a.k.a. DiCaprio uh, method. Yep. Again, go back to that song, 23. Hey, man, no matter what you do, like, no matter who have you let after me, I had you at 23. I wish I can see. I wish I could play it. I'm going to see if I can pull the lyrics. I know I'm back on the thing. Let's see. 23. What's the dude's name? Didn't Sam Hunt divorce his wife? All right. Or he cheated on his wife. Isn't Sam Hunt? Because I did a story on him. He's the one that cheated on his wife and she found it and divorced him in two counties. <laughs> Here, here's some lyrics here. You guys want to see the lyrics? I ain't lying. I heard this song. I was like, I funked her first for real. All right. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'll never be 23 without anyone but you. You can marry who you want, go back to Tennessee but you'll never be 23 with anyone but me. Woo! You hear that, bro? I got to say that again. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'll never be 23 with anyone but you. You can marry who you want, go back to Tennessee, but you'll never be 23 with anyone but me. <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. Now, that's cold-blooded right there, bro. That means I had that piece lead when it was young and when everybody wanted it and I got it. <laughs> My name is Chad in this book. <laughs> Woo. Yikes. He called that out, bro. My God. That's cold-blooded. That's a hidden red pill right there. <laughs> oh, anyway, shout out to Simon Small. It's great to have you back on these YouTube streets. Shout out to the coach gang, free agent for life. All right, shout out to you. Alexander Ruffin says, coach is telling the truth. I dated a nurse and she was on head meds. Gents, check the medicine cabinet before you end up on an episode of Snapped. Head, dude, once the head meds are introduced, it literally, this is how you, you're sober and they're on mind altering drugs. You're going to lose every time. <laughs> you, just, you cannot win that one, bro. You're going to take some L's. Now, let's just say they needed the mind altering drugs. Well, it, what state were they in where you were negotiating with them? I got that question. That means you were negotiating with someone that was not stable. Like what, dude? Just do not proceed. Eddie says one month without segs, and I put that energy toward the gym and my career, doing a monk mode to get my income to six figures and my dream body. Thanks, CGA. Congratulations, man. Like, yeah, let's get that. You need that. You need that. All right, and it will change your life, guys. If you're young, you need to make this course correction now. Do not wait and simp and hope. Uh, it, it, it's too late, guys. And look, what's the what's the worst that can happen? You didn't get no sex for six months? Just chill. You didn't get no sex for a year? Dude, by the time you flip the leverage, 
you'll get it. You won't even. They be lined up. We do have some people that wanted the cottage cheese diet. 18%. All right. Nicholas Mahone. Is it Mahone? Not Mahomes. Mahone. Shout out to Nicholas. Andrew, shout out to you for the coffee over there in England. Nicholas says, modern day women need to quit shuffling and get a grip on reality. Being born with female sex organs sadly does not automatically qualify as feminine if her personality is rubbish at best. Um, well, guys, dude, this is how far the ship is sailed from that. We literally don't have to even be born with certain anatomy to qualify as whatever gender you want. This is what they're running with now. Uh, guys, it's, you're, there's, there's no cure. How do you out-argue that? Because, you know, most of us have been trained and somewhat conditioned to believe that that is not true. Uh, we've been taught biology. We've been taught under the laws of the Lord for, for some two decades now. I'm sorry, two millenniums. <laughs> two millennia? Is it millennia or millenniums? Um, now, in 2022 and 2020 and whatnot, they don't flip the script. Now, whether you, you can believe what you want to believe, but you're done in terms of curing whatever chaos has ensued. There's no curing it. It is off the train's not getting back on the track. Train's not getting back on the track. You either agree or disagree. Now, if you don't agree in your generation Z and a millennial, you're screwed. Yeah, we it, it's gone. So yeah, I, I I think he says modern day women need to get, quit shuffling, get, get a grip on reality. That ship is sailed. That ship is sailed. Guys, there's no more. Gentlemen, I want you to understand. <laughs> there is no more talking this out. There's no more um, rationalizing. There's literally no more science as long as they don't want it to be there. But when they wanted to be there, then their science. Yo, you guys lost the game. I'm really trying to talk to you. I'm not a doomsdayer. We'll, we'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll get the smash down junior college girls here and there. I'll go travel. I'll experience life. All the talking's done. All the rationalizing is done. There's no pulling them back. The only thing that will do it, that will get close to a cure, is World War III. A plague, an economic collapse of epic proportion, and we've already experienced one right now, and it still ain't changing nothing. We need to have a complete collapse of the dollar. That's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Okay, You need a religious awakening, meaning Chiefs himself will be have to part the clouds on a white horse with a holding a lightning rod or Allah, or the Most High, or whoever you believe in, Buddha, he would need to be parting the clouds, riding a white horse, holding a rod of lightning, or immigration, or terrorism. That That's, that's it, guys. That means the barbarian would have to come in, and you guys will all have to lose life, limb, and blood in order to fight for your divine feminine, because they're not going to throw, they're not going to bust a grape in the fruit fight. So you're going to lose no matter what. Because the barbarian will come walking through the door, metaphorically. Mm. 
what what do I tell you guys? Or you can go free agent lifestyle and stop worrying about these people. <laughs> he said, somebody said, or aliens. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be a massive shift because there's no talking this out, guys. You cannot talk this out. You can't rationalize. Once they've got the emotional argument, you're done. And we have set here and let it go emotional. This is the, our world now is emotions is Trump everything. It's the number one thing. Like this, I didn't grow up this way. I grew up in, they were like, F your feelings. Suck it up, buttercup. Shake it off. You know what I mean? Now, was that completely right? No. I mean, because people would get their bell rung and get concussions and keep playing football. So we figured out scientifically that wasn't good. But now our arguments are feelings trump facts. Feelings over everything. He made me feel. I feel. People can't even talk about something without saying I feel. I want you to listen to it. That means the argument will always be theirs. It will always be a win. Well, I feel. They'll even say this. Well, it wasn't what you said. It was the way you said it. What does that mean? My feelings were attacked. So it doesn't matter what you said. You said it this way. So therefore, I ain't going to do it. I'm going to rebel. Guys, it's done. And context matters. Yes. Context is always key. But everybody references something out of context. Well, he hurt my feelings and he yells at me. What was the context? Because there's always a reason why somebody get yelled at. Right? Somebody can be completely patient, but they ask you to do something 10 times. By the time the 11th time it comes around, they yelling at you. But now you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And now you're getting yelled at. Now you realize that there's a problem. Oh, I'm getting yelled at. And then now we go down to the feelings. And then in which then whoever was getting who was doing the yelling, they can take that out of context and say, that's the abuser. He's yelling. And he yells at me all the time. Well, you keep not doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I told you to put the TPS report on my desk. Now I have to yell at you and now I have to fire you. But that's the abuser now. And you're fired under, and it's racist, it's sexist. <laughs> you're sitting there. You need therapy. They're suing you. This is the world we live in. So context matters. You keep not doing what you're supposed to do, and you keep getting yelled at. That seems like a pretty logical conclusion. Everybody can say, well, you pro he probably asked you 15 times to do it, and you didn't do it. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, we're living in a world where gaslighting is – so we can basically gaslight. We can portray somebody else as the abuser, and they were the abuser. <laughs> They had been abusing the person so much that he erupted. Now, when I go back and say, well, this person was abusing me. Nope, they already, guys, it's too late. They already beat you to the punch. They already somewhere on Facebook, Instagram, court, they somewhere with a lawyer framing you as the abuser. And many times they have the evidence to do so, a.k.a. Will Smith. A.k.a. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Amber Heard married to the guy less than 
less than a year, is already recording him, taking pictures of him. She's already setting him up for when she needs to go ahead and be the victim. How dare you? I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm not going to go over that story. Maybe we'll save it for another day. All right. Uh, but you guys know what's going on here uh, with the Amber Heard situation here. It says experts uh, question the phrase mutual abuse after testimony in Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. This guy got a fight for his life. He literally got his finger sliced off. And guys, again, I'm not saying he didn't abuse her. I'm not saying that uh, he wasn't um, a drug addict or whatnot. It's pretty clear. Amber Heard is pretty toxic. Even with the amount of toxicity Amber Heard has, this woman walking around here like she a damn, she on a damn parade. She a beauty queen. She walking around here like what? <laughs> and it's pretty clear that this fool, this woman is a flat out manipulative user, parasite, and abuser. And she's still walking around here like, all because this this fool, Johnny Depp, tried to sneak in a post-nuptial agreement after he realized he messed up. And she's still walking around here like what? She even got a movie role. She got him fired from his movie, his franchise. He got fired from it. And she got the Aquaman 2 job. She ended up getting dismissed from that, I believe. But it wasn't for this. It was for something else. It was for something related to this, but it wasn't directly um, related to this. And when he realized he got finessed, he was like, ooh, I better go ahead and slide this post-nuptial agreement over because you about to finesse me. Guess what? It's too late. Just like I'm telling you today, guys, it's too late. You're negotiate. You're negotiated with people who negotiate in bad faith. And there's a lot of manipulators out here, male and female. But if you deal with a male abuser, most people don't care. Um, most people don't care about that guy being abused. Okay. I'm uh, sorry. If you deal with a female abuser, they don't care. If you deal with a male abuser, you're going to jail or you're going to get sued or lose some money. A female abuser, well, let's hear her out. Let's drag her through two trials. She actually won the first trial. Where are we at here? Rico Chetto or Cheeto says uh, Mia Khalifa is going back to prom, I thought, or prom. She's, you said prom. Uh, she's going back to prom. Well, again, guys, if she is going back to prom, she has to go back to prom. There's no other avenue open to her, but she was a victim, but now she's got to do what she's got to do. And what's once, unfortunately, this is what's sad about for women is once they take that step, they can't unstep that life. You know what I mean? Like what happens is the money's too good. Like they'll go do some prawn. They'll go sell some feet pictures. They'll go hit the streets, but then they'll stop it. They'll want to live a regular life. They'll go work at the Golden Corral. But the Golden Corral, the tips that day was $65. She got $65 in tips and $2.75 an hour for salary or, or not even salary for pay. And she's going to say, I cleared a good $70 
for a good eight hours of backbreaking work. People yelling at me, kids spilling lemonade on me. My boss yelling at me to hurry up. I cleared $75. But if I can sell these pictures of my feet, I can clear $75 uh, every minute. If I go sell this tail, all right, guess what? I'm about to clear a whole bunch of $75. Shout out to Brisk Clown. Coach, did you hear the story of the 14-year-old boy that got great by an 18-year-old girl, I believe? Now, five years later, he is forced to pay child support for a child he never knew existed. That's the world we live in. There's a teacher that had that same story. Uh, teacher had A female teacher had a relationship with a young boy. Uh, she got, he got, yeah, she got pregnant. And uh, he's got to pay child support for this. <laughs> Jeez. What do you do, guys? You can keep hearing these stories and keep playing and hoping it doesn't happen to you. Or you can actually do something. But but the reality is it's too late to do anything. Because they've been planning this. They've been planting this agenda for some 70 years, if not 100. Maybe about 150 years if you go back to the first abolitionists and the first feminists, right? This has been planted for a long time. They got the media. You can, you don't have the media, guys. You can barely say anything you want at work without losing your job. They got the institutions of higher learning. There's more women on campuses than men. Uh, all of you guys that go on the college campuses, you guys are tippy toes. You know what I mean? Like you got you can't say nothing on college campus unless you can dunk a ball or run a football pass the goal line. Then you can't even do that. They got the courts. Probably 80% of the legislation or the suits that fly in any family court is initiated by women. All right. We know divorce is that. But even if you go through domestic violence, even if you go through juvenile court, you go through uh, it, it's all women initiate these things, these court actions. All right. Without them, there's no court. Social services, welfare. They got it all cornered, man. They got your corner, bro. You guys got to adjust your life accordingly. There's no reason to hate women. All right. There's no reason. To, all you do is treat them like uh, you in the hood and you walk around the corner and there's a pit bull off his leash. Everybody remembers that you in the hood, you know, because hood dogs are attack you. You in the suburbs, they just want to lick you. Because they haven't been through abused and trauma uh, trauma. So you walk around the corner in Martin Luther King section of the community and then there's a pit bull off his leash. What you going to do? Go pet it. Or you're going to be like, mm. <laughs> you're going to back away slowly, turn and run, jump the fence. What you going to do? That's how I do it. I go, you know what? It's time to. I want to pet it. I like dogs, but not that one. <laughs> Andrew says, coach, I think Sharon Stone has once claimed that she had no idea the can wait the cameras were rolling dur during her famous basic instinct instinct scene. Wow, I heard her say something recently. Wow, now she's claiming she didn't know the camera was rolling and they used it against her objection. Literally made her who she was. Without that scene, Sharon Stone's not remembered. Although it was a good movie though, but now it's. I tell you, man. All right. Taboo smash. How do you avoid being compromised in the future and dealing with women? Uh, if either traditional or modern uh, way don't work, there's no avoiding it, guys. Look at dude. When you're dead, they gonna throw dirt on your name. All right. This is fair game now. 
This is now fair game. Although we used to say rest in peace, all right, or let sleeping dogs lie, or we used to have all kinds of phrases about, okay, a person's dead, they're off limits. As men today, that's no longer the case. Even if the story rolls out and the story's somewhat like, damn, you could have had some accountability there. That's not how they're going to frame it. They're going to say, yeah. How do you do it? All right. Deal with them legally. Everybody knows this. Love is about emotions. Marriage is about emotions. But but when it doesn't work, it's about legal. <laughs> when it when the marriage and relationships don't work, it no longer is about emotion. It's about legal. And everything starts boiling down to legal. It starts boiling down to was she a victim? Was she a victim of assault, abuse, uh, mental abuse, financial abuse? Uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Was she the victim of being misled? Did you buy things? Did she buy you things that you didn't pay her back? Uh, what is she entitled to in the divorce? It starts getting legal real fast. And you go say, hey, uh, what about love? You're going to try to play their game. And you're going to be like, man, this, this, hey, there ain't no love in this pimping. <laughs> there ain't no love in this pimping. You thought this was about love? This is a business. And they're going to treat your ass like a business up and down, left and right. You're going to be like, I thought this was about, I thought this was about love. What, what, what happened in love? They're going to be like, you can't play that game. That's my game. I get you on the love thing. You can't use that, you fool. You signed this paper. You signed this lease. You had these kids. You signed this birth certificate. Time to pay up. <laughs> See, you find you signed all these paperwork because you was in love, you fool. See, if you was in love, do you need paperwork and signatures? But yeah, you do. Oh, I'm in love. This is what you start doing. I'm in love. Give me all the paperwork. And then you start signing paperwork like this dude right here. Where's my gump? Oh, man, I can't even find a bad timing here. Where's my guy here? Oh, man, he's all the way down here. Here he is. Yeah, I'm in love. Sign it up. Sign me up for everything. <laughs> sign me up for this. I'll sign this. I'll sign that. I'll sign this. All right. And then what they'll do now, you know what they're doing now? This is, this is what they're doing now, which is egregious as hell. And I heard a woman saying this on the lead attorney show. She literally said, well, he was the one that asked me to marry him. They've been doing, it was said in my marriage at one point in a marriage counseling. Well, he was the one who asked me. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. What you're saying is, in our culture, we have the men ask for hands in marriage. I mean, there's really not a cultural way for the woman to ask hand in marriage. So we're really the ones that uh, have to do this step. We have to get the ring. Like, this is what our culture does. But now you're saying, because our culture is doing it, because he asked and you went along with it, it's his fault. <laughs> or they'll say this. Well, 
He was the one that put the babies in me. He was the one that made me quit my job. He was the one that made me sold my car. He was the one. He was the one that made me give up my career. So I could focus on my career. He was the one. They'll run the whole damn line down and you'll be sitting there like this. When during the whole time you was had other hoes, you wasn't committed, you was playing video games. And she finally was like, will you commit? Be with me. I want to be married. I just have to be married. She gave you ultimatums. She picked out wedding dresses and rings. She took you ring shopping. You didn't want to go. You didn't want to propose. You had cold feet. Your family begged you. Everybody asked you, when you going to marry her? When you going to be an honest woman? And they literally were like, well, he was the one that asked me. He was the one who signed the paper. He was the one. They literally will push it back in your, guys, can I tell you something? You're in a no-win situation. I, I want, I wish it was different, okay? But what I do is I tell you how to navigate outside of that in the safest way possible. It's not 100% safe, but it about 99% safe. The rest of this is a major gamble. Because depending on who you pick, and don't just tell me you picked the wrong one. There's 70% of people who picked the wrong one. And maybe more when you get down to the sexist marriage people and the people who are having affairs and the people who haven't even fought file for divorce yet. You are in a no-win. You'll be playing the ring game for the rest of your life, or you'll take that L. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game? That he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, man. This is the game you're playing and in our society. People will give him a pass for this. Nobody says, no, 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 no. Lady, do not try that. See, there, there used to be people that say, don't try that. Take accountability. Y'all both lost. Split these kids up and get the hell out of here. Right, that's what people. But now, mm -mm. they can reel that shit out all for the whole damn. I saw a woman walk into court. She was in her sixties. I always tell the story. She's in there. She walks in lost. Where do I go to to file paperwork? My ex husband's not paying child support. I had to do the math in my head. Hmm. <laughs> The oldest possibly she could have been when she had these kids 40 because she's in her 60. Not a lot of 50 year old women are having kids back then. These kids got to have kids themselves. This woman's walking in for some child support from probably 25 years ago. He probably didn't pay it, but here she was in her 60s looking for that money. I was like, I'm like, I'm doomed. <laughs> I'm doomed. I'm in the wrong. I've, I've, I've arrived in the belly of the beast. It's over. Guys, they're going to do that. There's a woman, I told you the story. She did that. The husband fled to Canada. He broke out on her. They had an agreement. She should, you, you dumbass. You got a verbal agreement with a woman. Never do it. Get it all business. Okay, all business, all the time. He got a verbal agreement. She was like, I don't need your money. He left. 
guess what? This dude came back and she got him from child support from 50 years ago. All with interest, all lump sum. <laughs> Woo! She got all that child support money from a woman who was, that, that woman was in her 70s and the kid was in her 40s. She got all that child support money back. All because he stepped his ass back across that border. He went back from Canada and went back to Oregon and they found his ass. And the reason they found him was because she was sitting around thinking, hmm, I wonder if he's back in the United States. And then they went to the office. She went to the office. The office, that's not going to work for you, but they'll work for her. They scanned his little social security number. Oh, he's getting paid in Oregon. Dragged his ass back to court. And he didn't even have to go back to court because he was out of the jurisdiction, which you don't, you know, men don't know stupid stuff like that. If you're out of the jurisdiction, you don't have to go back to court. No matter if an outside jurisdiction um, um, serves you. That ain't my jurisdiction. Kiss my ass, especially if it was related to uh, child support. I don't live there. You can't do nothing to me. I don't have a license that you can suspend there. I got no bill business dealings there. I don't get paid there. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but he came back and he took that L. You got to get all of this. Uh, yeah, she got his ass. Guys, it's always going to boil down to business. Jeremiah Franz, coach, do, coach don't allow the fight. Coach, don't allow the fallible presence of man in a church organization cheat you out of the direct relationship possible with Jesus. We got to call him Chiefs over here, but shout out to him. America is part of the lukewarm church mentioned God's law isn't at our convenience. Yeah, man. Well, so I always tell people, yeah, the church and the church and Christ, they're separate. Like you can have a relationship or a spiritual walk with anybody you want religious wise. Don't mean the church is the arbiter over that. Not anymore. All right. It used to be that the clergy were direct directed by God, right? We we know that's false now. Right. <laughs> we know that that's not true because these men have done some dirty deeds and women in the church, right? They've done some dirty stuff in the name of the Lord and they've been more demonic than they have been uh, faithful, many. So we know that's a lie. <laughs> so anyway, CM, salute coach, no simping over here. All right, thank you, sir. From no simping, no simp zone. In league, I trust. Welcome back, big dog. No gumping for life. If you gump, you lose. SAU Engineeria Jezebel Spirit is see true. Yes, it's true, coach. Once I understood all this information, I realized I only date this type of girl, but now I can see and avoid it. Yeah, you guys are you guys are attracted to the Jezebel spirit. And it's it is what it is. Guys, I, I give you the signs and red flags of the Jezebel spirit. It doesn't mean you're going to get a good woman if you avoid them, but if you ignore the signs, you're dooming yourself. Ah, but coach, what's wrong with a woman with all them tattoos on her body? I'm like, well, she likely is walking in the spirit of Jezebel, but well, not you, you can be a good woman. Okay, roll the dice, fool. Roll it, roll the dice. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna tell you. Your ass gonna find out the hard way. You know, dudes, you knuckleheads gotta find out the hard way all the time. 
go ahead and uh, go ahead and overlook it then. And then I'll see your ass in six weeks, six months for sure. Ain't nothing wrong. I'll go, okay. Go get it. Go keep to tell you go try go try ben riddo welcome back welcome back coach you hear shaq says his divorce was all his fault and the gumps that cheered uh, i did we talked about shaq uh earlier and uh shaq is saying look he's feeling look man i listen shaq was not faithful in his marriage and that's what he's trying to admit to and um he's admitting to putting his wife through that and I think he feels guilty about that. But all the peace leave the men slaves, Shaq. You know what I mean? All the hoes have been supported. All the girls that got their bag. All right? Some of them girls probably going to come back and sue you at one point. I don't know. But you're feeling guilty of it because we live in a different time. So with that being said, he said his wife was a good woman, but she was bad with money. And, but she was a good woman. She was a good wife. This is all him cleansing his soul. This is all it is. And, uh, if he has to do that, he has to do that. But many men are in that position when divorce happens. Many of men aren't doing that type of dirt on their wives. So he doesn't represent the divorce man, uh, the divorce common man. That's all it is. And and I, I won't put his business out there, but I know. I, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> right? But he's putting it out there and he's admitting it. So I will tell you, Whatever he's admitted to, it's true. It's allegedly true. Uh, Larry Hernandez, Josie, a prime candidate for Girls Gone Wild. Yes, she is. She a prime candidate, and she's going to be in the bathroom. And then years later, oh, you know what was funny? Some of those girls, where's Josie? I could never find her. Some of those girls were in there on video, drunk, showing titties, all right, on Girls Gone Wild video. And then they would show a picture of them now, or they would show her being interviewed now. And the woman was in her mid-30s. And then they would go back and show her when she was 19 and 20 and 21. And then they would show her again in the interview. And let me just tell you, the wall is real, okay? When you were looking at this, they were like, yeah. Hold on, where's Joe? Hi, girls. I love you, Josie. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love it. <gasps> Josie! <laughs> Josie, are you Um, the girl, I mean, she looked like in the video, like Dan Tone, Young Faye. Like, and then they would show her now, and it was a wreck. It was a train wreck. It was like, like that's the same person? Like, holy mackerel. By the way, Trey Song, somebody just mentioned it. He deserves what he gets. See, guys, look, this is why, and I see a lot of guys do this. The minute they start getting successful, they surround themselves with a lot of women, right? Because it makes you feel good. I know why you're doing it. I know why you're doing it. I, you don't have to explain. You know, it's what men are going to do when you become successful. The first thing you're going to do is surround yourself by a lot of women. You're going to start partying, access, and, you know, you're going to be kissing them and touching them in places and, it's going to seem fair, but that ish is going to come back or it's not going, it's not, it is not going to come back. It could come back. And once one or two or three women start saying it happened, 
you can't talk yourself out of it. There's no amount of talk. Well, these money hungry, money grubbing, and I got the picture in the video. Okay. Chris Brown had the same thing. He had the pictures in the videos of her lying. And guess what? Not many people care. They still call it in. If another woman comes out, Chris Brown's going to be dragged right back into that. Trey Songs is another one. He's at a party, a girl standing next to him. Now ask yourself, why is she standing next to him? This will be a stream as hell. Long that's true. Why is she there? Ask me, why is that woman there? I always told you, you as a regular guy will never be invited to be near a celebrity, a singer, a rapper, your favorite sports hero. You'll never be invited if you're just a normie guy. Why, why you would never be there. But why is she there? She's just a regular old pancake flat back to Kaylee. Why is she there? Well, we know why she's there. There's fun, attention-free drinks, um, all of these things. Access to celebrities, high-status men. She can level up, et cetera, et cetera. But they just so happen to catch on camera Trey Song's dumb ass, titties out, and flick her bra, flick her bikini top open. It looks like a bikini top or whatever was she was wearing. Titty falls out. It didn't fall out. It was pretty much, you know what I mean, raisins at that particular point. But he exposed her. That's an L. In any society, in any world, that's an L. Now, she's coming out five, ten years later with this. That's a fat L. And she laughed it. She laughed it. She laughed because I saw a flat back. She was flat chested. Oh, it was titty in the open. She laughed, but she's uncomfortable. Obviously, just because she laughed <laughs> laughed it off doesn't mean it was okay. Doesn't mean she was uh, in agreement on what happened. Doesn't mean she didn't want it to happen. Didn't mean she she might have wanted it to happen in private, but not in public to be exposed to the public. If somebody pulled your pants down, and you la- you probably laugh about it, but you're humiliated. In this situation, you allowed your celebrity to believe that you can do that to people, violate them. Because you like to have women around. Guys, too many women around. Your ass is going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's it's the bottom line. And once you add alcohol to that, it's a rap seat. I'm not blaming the woman in the situation. Sure, she put herself in that situation. But he was in the wrong, clearly, by allowing him to believe he could be, um, could do, could do that to them, right? And so now if she plays the victim, I don't care when she comes out. With that piece of evidence, she getting paid. She getting paid. But this is what they're going to do to you. This is what they could do to you. But that doesn't mean they're not going to put themselves in that position to do to get that done. So you got to think smarter. You get paid, you got to start having less women around. You get paid, you start paying them to shut the hell up. You start paying them for whatever you need. But no, your ego believes. Your easy, your ego believes that these people like you for you. Guys, they don't like you for you. I've been trying to prove that and prove that and prove that. They don't like you for you. As a matter of fact, the more money women been, have been able to get on their own, the least likely or the less they've been liking men. I'm going to say that again to clean it up. The more women have been able to support themselves. Have you noticed this? The less they've been liking men. And then the more they've been saying, spoil me, you need to have six figures, you need to have, I got expensive tastes, 
I don't need no man, but pay this child support. The more that they've been making on their own, the more they realize I don't even like these people. Mm. <laughs> oh man, it is what it is. But it's no hate here. August Alcino, what happened? Where did the streams go? Glad to see you back, CGA. We back, man. Amari says, I wish somebody would uh, humble the delusional broke game guys who shame rich guys and say, you only get girls because of your money. I hope they know that's not an insult. That's what's supposed to happen right on time, Amari. That literally is how the, how the game works. The more money you get, the more access to women you're going to get, period. That's how it works. Again, I, you know, the hypergamy thing um, is an explanation of trading of resources. It's not to say women are evil because they go for the bigger and better, better deal. That's what they're going to do. More often than not, there's always going to be an exception to the rule. There's always going to be a 35-year-old woman who's out of, out of shape and, you know, haven't been hopeless romantic enough. It's not about money with me. Yeah, well, I can see that. It's probably about food or something else, comfort and therapy. You know, that's probably what you prioritize over anything. And you already had your fun. So it's not about money anymore. You already been banged out by rich guys and realize, yeah, that money stuff ain't going it. You already did a couple of sugar baby jobs and you realize, yeah, uh, money ain't it. You already got banged out by professional athletes, college athletes and celebrities. You already took one or two to the chin and now you realize it ain't about the money. But you tried. Trust me, you did. And you realized it wasn't all that what it's cracked up to be. Many of you guys have married wealthy men. And then many of you women have married wealthy men and realized, damn, he ain't got that much time to hang out. Yeah, because he's making money. Oh, it ain't worth it. Like, yeah, of course it's not. You got to choose one. You want time or money? <laughs> if you want a rich man, he ain't going to be around. If you want a broke man, he going to be around, but he going to be broke. Where are we going with this? Come on, man. It's, this game is too easy, easy, but we're delusional. Holy Mike, bro. We're going to be on a nine-hour stream. We'll get through them because I got to be uh, somewhere relatively soon. Alexander Ruffin. Hey, coach, there are women who will delete their children when they find out it's a boy and will only have a kid uh, when they have a girl. Sad stuff. Yeah, I've heard people say that um, recently. They've been saying that more and more the last couple of years, and that's feminism, right? Oh, I refuse to have a boy. Or or what will happen is, and I saw this the other day, um, two women who like each other. There's a name for that, but don't type it in here. Two women who like each other, when they adopt someone, what is it most likely, the gender? It's a boy. They Two, two women who like each other, they'll marry each other. They'll have a relationship. They'll often adopt a boy. Why is that? Have you noticed that? Do they do they have girls? They don't have girls. They, they will adopt a boy. And you already know where that's going. You already know where that's going. And you know what's going to happen to that boy. <laughs> he going to be, never mind. Tippy toeing. He's going to be very effeminate. Let's just say that. The boy will have no masculine bone in his body. It will be all rooted out by the time that kid is four. That boy will be bird-chested. He won't do a push-up. He won't even know what a push-up is. 
So, but it's what we do, guys. Look, I'm only describing human nature. I'm only describing patterns of human behavior. I'm not discriminating. Guys, if that's what you want to do, you do it. I'm just telling you what's being done. Don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm not crucifying it. I'm just telling you what happens. People get mad at me for describing humanity. I'm just describing it. I'm, I'm giving you the play-by-play. -play. Now, don't be mad at me. I'm not, I'm not criminalizing it. I'm just saying this is your reality right here. SAU, engineering, the diets don't work. The, the diets don't work for you the same. Always gets, yeah, for you. Oh, man, Pure Bama, welcome back, Coach. Houston, Houston is definitely my move. Hope you enjoy your time off. You enjoyed your time off, much deserved. Shout out to Pure Bama, and go check out his channel. My man putting out some work out there, all right? SAU engineering, I understood that uh, after divorce with kids, you only can do so much. You have to take care of yourself. It's going to hurt and bleed your mental health, but it it's the only way to take care of yourself. Guys, yeah, dude, if you have kids and you're not on board with your ex-spouse, your co-parent, it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful. And if they somehow can get that kid to teenage years and uh, at some point they're going to maybe have a better relationship with one or more of the parents. And if one person, if you're not on one accord, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be painful. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to know what to do. This is why I'm here. I tell you these things just to prepare you. Remember, I've told you this, um, you know, I've done things about streams and kids. I said, at some point, your daughters are going to turn on you. This is going to be true, especially if your core parenting is not on one accord. It's going to happen. Okay, and your son is not going to stand up as much because he loves his mom, you know. Uh, but as they see it, you're the you're the you're going to be the man. Right. So you're the essentially. I guess the best way to say it is you're going to be the strong you're going to be the stronger person, the one that they can trample on their your emotions. Uh, it's just dad. But your blood, sweat, and tears, you're providing, protecting, securing. You're doing all of this stuff. You're sacrificing, you're risking, you're risking your freedom. You, you, you fought to be in their lives. And they'll still be like, nah, that wasn't enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah. Yeah, but mom's hurting, you know, or mom's struggling, or mom's not there, or mom likes us more, or mom, mom does better. They'll be like, mom will do better, but you're doing just as good. You know, it is what it guys never take that personal. I know you want to take it out on the kids and they're just kids. Some of them use it as leverage um, and whatnot to get their way. Uh, this is the result of two parents who are toxic. If two parents are toxic, this is what they're going to do to you. They're going to divide you and get their way. That's your fault. It's not the kid's fault. That's the parents' fault for not being able to get on one accord and understand that that was going to happen. So you're going to have to ride that shit out. You have to ride that shit out. But you're going to take an L that day. You're going to take an L tomorrow. You're going to take an L next year. You're going to take an L in five years when they graduate from college and say they did it without you. You're going you're gonna to take an L when they have their baby and don't invite you. You're going to take an L at their wedding. You're going to take an L. <laughs> 
You can't take an L when they're at therapy. You're going to take an L. That's going to be your result. That's going to be your future. As a father, that's what's going to be your future. You're going to take an L in child support. You're going to take an L. Hey, I didn't make the rules. You're going to take an L when they become a millionaire and you struggling. You're going to take an L when you're a millionaire and they're struggling. You're going to take an L when they go to prison. You're going to take an L when they need therapy. You're going to take an L when they don't graduate. You're going to take an L when they go broke. You're going to take it. So be ready. This is what happens to stable families. <laughs> Divorced families are 10 times worse. Uh, MS2 Shinobi, coach. When I tried to hang out with my homie, but his mother always looking into my soul and talking about relationship and love, should I ghost? Well, she wants you to hit them guts. But, you know, that's between you and your friends. <laughs> that's between you and your homie. But if you want to smash it, you do what you got to do. Oh, Neil Thomas, welcome back, coach. The world has gone to hell since you've been gone. We can't survive without you. Shout out to the free agents. I know I've been looking at stuff going, damn, I want to talk about that. All right, Malcolm Jackson. Thanks, CGA gents. We are in a spiritual war. Hit me with the... Yeah, this, is a, this isn't about man versus woman. This is not about man versus woman. This is to get you to hate women. I actually understand women as they are, and men. I'm like, okay, this is how I treat men in my life. This is how I treat women. I'm not going to say I treat these people better because they were born a certain way. I think that's unfair. But we are in an agenda war. This is a spiritual war. This is good versus evil, and evil is winning. All right, Marcel, toxic femininity is good for business. Yes, it is. Just like what happened with Disney and Netflix, it will continue until they get bored. And if they see it's not what they want, that's what people don't understand by making deals with the devil. This is where the evil comes in. Because as long as you're doing their bidding, it's fine. But as when they're done being a parasite to you, they'll leave you dead. So they're going to leave Disney for dead. They're going to leave Netflix for dead, but they use them. In the process. And Netflix will lose. Netflix is losing. After all the good they did for, for evil, evil will has sucked them dry, and they will leave their ass there. All right? D uh, Diego went out uh, to Deep Elam in Dallas last night, and these women don't have no chill, just buck wild with no guidance. No fathers, no guidance, no accountability. Guys, imagine you live your life the way they live. They're going to live their life, and then somehow, if it doesn't work out, they'll just blame somebody. <laughs> somebody else will pick up the tab. It's a, it's a nice life. Jason Webb, thank you for being here. We're almost done, maybe. Edmund Dantes, go, uh, good to see you back, coach. I took the poke. A straggle-daggle or a freshman took you out. Oh, I thought, sorry. I thought the, uh, the poke or a straggle-daggle or a freshman took you out. What does Joe Biden think about freshmen? Let me pay the video clip of Joe Biden and, and freshmen. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. And she said, why, thank you. And then she's going to be humiliated. Shout out to you. But no freshman took me out. Diego, three women tried to sell me peace leave on the street. Went out last night selling advertisement. Uh, shell, wait, selling, advertising that peace leave like Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, ladies, if you're listening to me, Feet Picture Gang out here, I don't know if you know, your competition is killing you right now selling peace leave. 
like selling peace leave is normal now. It's a way to get by. And in this world today, it's tough. So people are going to be hungry by summer. Guys, man, women are slinging that thing around. I was at South Coast Plaza, and them sugar babies was running around looking at purses and shoes, perfume, clothes. These women got bills to pay. Don't you understand? They got to look good in their clothes. And it ain't cheap, gentlemen. So if you see a woman rocking some good stuff, I guarantee you she ain't bought it. (laughs) They going to be out here slinging it. So if you're a good woman, well, what am I supposed to do with these girls out here? I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Longest stream in history, by the way. Maryland guy dropping in late on the stream. Glad you're back. Also, uh, turns out Gonzalo Lira and, uh, and uh, AKA Coach Red Pill is alive. Everyone thought he was dead. I'm glad he showed back up. Larry Hernandez after 30, banana in the tailpipe, all they got left. <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> probably up until that point, they were like, nah, I don't want that. But uh, that seems to not be a problem with the women I associate with that. <laughs> but be careful with that because um, there was a wife that sued her husband for uh, taking the banana, putting the banana in the tailpipe, and uh, they were married. So be careful with that. You got to get consent. Consent is big today, guys. Ross Timmons. Says, did you see Nicolas Cage is having a baby with a 27-year-old? But he's a fool. He didn't marry five times and divorced five times. So he ain't winning. Mr. West, you're making us into better men, coach. Here's to your continued success. Thank you, man, for the support. Thank you for all supporting. Juno Ma, 73. Coach, did you see Megan Thee Stallion being interviewed by Gen Z's Barbara Walter, uh, Gail King? I didn't see that. I don't put no faith in these celebrity women. They're nothing to me. There's zero to me. I mean, if they were standing here, they could get clapped out. But a lot of them, I already know what's up with them. They're bought, paid for, agents of chaos. I mean, I'm not, like, I don't even concern myself with them. I don't follow them. So I don't know what they're talking about. What does she have to talk about? She lying about something? Larry Hernandez, Johnny Depp, Post Nut, Clarity, half a finger giving up. He had to give up his, half his finger. I don't know if you know about Amber Heard. She was in a same-sex relationship with a woman prior to Johnny Depp in which she was accused of being abusive in that relationship. And um, when she met Johnny Depp, she was in said relationship, but she dumped her when Johnny Depp was all simping for her. And so she went for the bag. Gotta get my bag and run. (laughs) Did y'all know that about Amber Heard? I didn't out her. This is a well-known story. Look it up. She was in a relationship with a woman. And they've been in a relationship for years up in Washington, Seattle, or something like that. And before Johnny Depp showed, right when Johnny Depp showed up, she she skedaddled. And she got that bag. And she was in an abusive relationship up there in Seattle. Uh, But he didn't do his homework. ACDC back to San Fernando Valley for uh, Mia Khalifa. Yep, she going back there to get clapped out for that money. Hey, girls got to do. What a girl's got to do. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Cavito, glad you're back, CGA. Let me get a big-eyed Rebecca in here. Let's see here. Uh, big-eyed Rebecca, what you got to say, baby? I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. And wife me the fuck up. <laughs> somebody said Amber. They, they, them. If somebody asked me for my pronouns, 
I'm gonna be like, you got the wrong. I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> okay. What do you like to? What's your bruh? But see, again, that's because I'm Gen X. We don't matter with all of that. That's not our agenda. That's for Gen Z, millennials, and the forthcoming generations. That that's gonna matter for us. It doesn't matter. So if you ask me my pronouns, I'm out. I'll be like, I obviously am in the wrong room where this matters. It don't matter to me. All right. I don't care. I, I haven't been raised this way. I haven't been to school where this had to be uh, expressed. All right. Briscoe, darling, just keep preaching the truth, coach. Yes, indeed. Well, the truth hurts. All right. Where's the visual production? The only way uh, to 100% avoid taking an L with women is monk mode. Yeah. If you plan to be involved with women, you best be prepared for unforeseen consequences. There you go, is the vision. That's actually the only cure for you for individual is to go through monk mode. I don't know if anybody can actually do it, but that once you involve this, this part of your life to go that way, anything goes, man. As they say, man, uh, all's fair in love and war, right? Like, is that think about that? All's fair in love and war, meaning, hey, if it happened in this in love, it's fair, it's fair game. So be careful. Shout out to Andrew, coach, was gone for one day. Now I'm back on the plantation, all right? I'm going to try to get some brothers off, man, the plantation today. This week, that's our goal today. Maryland guy, gone, girls gone wild, was my spank bank material back in my teenage years. I don't think I ever ordered a video. I know I haven't, but I'm going to tell you, them commercials were unbelievable. In the middle of something, you just chilling up late watching reruns of Jerry Springer and all of a sudden do you like young college co-eds you're sitting there you seeing their flat little tummy you seeing they long back hair they lifting up their chest they censoring it boy that was enough to make you simp you were sitting there like what is this because most of this stuff was never on on commercial it was never on television like there was always playboy you had to go get playboy but i don't know if you guys know he says why yes yes i do do he like young college co-eds drunk at parties getting naked who doesn't sounds like i'm in the right spot <laughs> tell me more about this what must i do to participate <laughs> now they're seeking arrangements for this now there's only fans now there's instagram see you young guys don't remember this you know, now you go to Instagram to see this. And they're doing it on their own free will. By the way, they'll they'll prosecute you if you ever pay for their OnlyFans. Irv A, coach, I have a friends in a long-term relationship and marriage, and they fight me tooth and nail when giving RP facts about relationship. The evolution is dope as F. Uh, never try to red pill blue pills. They need to be dropped on their head. And if they don't get dropped on their head, they're fine. Let them let them stay plugged in. All right, let them live in their own little world. But when they start complaining about their wives and their girls, you just be like, "I don't deal that. I got ninety nine problems, but a chick ain't one." That's all you say. No, stop debating them. Stop giving them facts. Just tell them you got ninety nine problems. <laughs> That's all you say. That's it. Domain stick them. Coach Gang finally back in the building. Arnold Ford in here. Goal. Conversation corner. She'll never do that to me, coach. Real love. She'll never do that to me. AB Khan says, I personally believe for uh for a long time now that most artists 
that are simp is sympathizers, right? Is it sympathizers? Have some dark secrets that girls kept on video or pictures that they don't want to come out um, in the name of the uh, incision. I don't know what that part is, but I get what you're saying about Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, he could get ruined right now by Me Too, and he knows it. So always consider that when we're talking about celebrities, especially male celebrities from the 80s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It was a different time then. These guys allegedly probably had many underage girls. They allegedly probably got many women pregnant and covered it up. Um, back then, the girls just couldn't jump on social media and rat you out. <laughs> They've had other men. Alleged. This is all alleged. They've admitted to as much on records. BBD, backstage, underage adolescents. How you doing? Fine. She replied. Hey. So these guys got to protect their bag. Shaquille O'Neal could have a court case, court cases. So he got to play the, but guys, that's going to work against him. It, it doesn't matter. He can simp all he wants. When they start rolling out, they're going to roll out in mass. They're going to be women there that didn't take a dime, that didn't even sleep with Shaquille. They're going to roll out. That's what you guys got to know. Yeah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal is shuffling. Where's Shaquille? I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Any man that was famous in his twenties had to have had a thousand women minimum, if not more. I mean, we're talking about three, four, five thousand women. Any man that was famous in his 20s, any man that was famous in his 20s, teens, 20s, early 30s, have had access to thousands of women. And right now, they, they'll say whatever they need to do. Because if it starts opening up, that one of these women, oh, I got caught up and he did this and he put the banana in the tailpipe, it's a wrap. They all going to come out. They're all going to come out. It's going to be like, God dang, but it's all going to be out of context. Context is important because you're going to be like, wow, how could how could that happen? Well, have you ever been in a room with a woman? Most of the time you ain't. It's not like you're getting no's. No. Girl, please. well, I'm trying to sing Avant. Don't say no, say yes. <laughs> all right. Don't say, don't say no, just say yeah. Like there was no such thing as consent. There was no such thing as a, a non-disclosure agreement. There was no such thing as, look at what happened to that quarterback in Houston. Girls ain't worried about the business until the business is done. Then, oh, well, mm, this is what happened with um Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Kobe Bryant, it was the same thing. The girl was like, okay. And then later on, oh, he put the banana tailpipe. I didn't ask for that. Essentially what boiled down to the case. She was cool until he was like, let me throw that up in there. And then she was like, whoa, hey, ho, hold on, horsey. And then she flipped the script. Then she was like, no, nah, I was cool until now I'm violated. See that, but she probably didn't know that until she was at the police station. <laughs> 
Now she at the police station. I'm sorry, what? She didn't say nothing when she left. She was just limping. And then now you got a problem. So you guys got to be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Get consent. Record if legal. If not legal, take to hotel room. Record entry and exit. I mean, in the room and outside the room. Shout out to Mr. Chambers. Society is influencing women to be more masculine and men more feminine. Feminine. When women try to function in a man's role, they always make poor decisions. Um, well, they're definitely doing that. They're trying to get, they reward. This is how they do it. Basically, it's psychology. It's Pavlov's theory, right? You reward the person by when the action is given. Like you, you, you provide something and um, you reward them for that. Eventually, you remove the reward. They keep you keep getting the same response. So in essence, if you reward men for being gumps, feminine, simps, and then and then uh, they, they no longer need a reward to keep acting. They, they just do it. And then the women, they reward them for being strong and independent and brave and stunning and having their own job and which basic stuff. And they reward them. And then they remove the reward and they keep acting. It's kind of like when you, you ever see these people, they'll do psychology experiments on you. Again, witchcraft. They'll go, they'll record these people. You'll give consent to record. You won't know it, though, because you'll sign the dumbass waiver and not read it. But you'll go somewhere, and everybody will get in the elevator and turn around. Your dumbass will get in the elevator. You'll get in, step in there, press the button, look at the door. You know there's no door behind you. And instead of saying, what the hell's wrong with you, you actually turn around and do the same dumb ass shit they're doing. This is what psychologists do to you. This is what therapists do to you. This is what... And instead of bucking the system, aka what coach is doing, instead of saying, this ain't right, your dumb ass do it too. And they know this. This is why these agendas and these things work, because they know you're going to just go for it in the end. <laughs> All right, Mitch PNW, shout out to Mitch PNW in the building. That's a, hey, that's a co-sponsorship. Vander Van, glad to have you back, coach. Got my divorce finalized. 50-50 custody, no child support. Salute. I know you're feeling happy in here. Old Dog is in the building. Thank you, sir. He's painting the masterpiece in here. Jeremiah Franz, last super chat. Because I got to get up out of here. My son is like, yo. What is this, marathon stream? I told my son, man, hey, I'm going live on Sunday today, man. You're going to have to chill. We kicked it yesterday. Oh, and I smashed him in 2K. Where is he at? He was looking silly. All right. Now he's going to come around the corner, Roch. He's going to tell me I lost. He did beat me in the 101. And then he had to go to state. We did random teams. We played the Golden State Warriors. I mean, we picked random teams. He got the Warriors. I got like the Clippers or something crazy. I was like, I can't play this. So I stopped the game at, in the first three minutes. That's an L. He said, that's an L. I was like, no, man, that's not even fair. So then we played with two bad teams. And then I <laughs> was yet. All right. And then we played one-on-one with Kobe versus Jordan. And he beat me in 21. I mean, so who really won? Where are you at? I know you're going to come around the corner. 
It's an L. No, but that's not an L. That's not fair. Anyway, Jeremiah Franz says something, but for some, let me see if I can find it. I got to have to scroll up. Marathon stream almost over. Somebody said it's an L. Come on, man. I got to take that L. They telling me to take that L. That's cold. Y'all young generation people. Y'all young generation people. Y'all, look at this. Y'all cold. Hold up. I want fairness. Somebody said take that L. Okay, they on my son's side, huh? Okay. I see how y'all do. <laughs> I see how y'all do. Y'all turn your back on me. I get. I take one L. You turn your back on me. <laughs> Um, I can't find Jeremiah Franz. Somebody said, take my L. Y'all cold, bro. It wasn't, okay. All right, I guess I'll take the L. <laughs> I mean, it was two minutes into the game. He had already, he already hit like two threes from half court. I had like the Indiana Pacers. Golden State versus Indiana. That's good. Okay. I guess I own some money. <laughs> he said, you made us like this. All right, I'll take the L. Porgy Jr. sent me a super chat. I have to scroll back up. Jer I must have skipped some then. Jeremiah Franz. I see Jeremiah is the last one. Let me see if Porgy's up is up here. I wonder if I actually, nope, I got all these people. Sometimes they don't come through. I got ANA Radio. Okay, I got, yep, I got all these guys. I got them. Oh. Nope. I got all these brothers. Thank you for the support today. We dropping this knowledge. Uh, let's see here. I got all of them. I don't see Porgy Jr. I don't see him. I see him. We almost done. I didn't get the, oh, the DJ Envy. I, the, the marathon stream's going along. We're going to save a little bit for tomorrow. We're going to save a little bit. Uh, but Jeremiah Francis for, oh, there it is. He says Raider Nation. <laughs> all right, so I got it. All right, all of that for Raider Nation. Shout out to Andrew. Uh, appreciate you for being here. Porgy, I don't see your super chat. So that, I don't know what in the hell is going on there, brother. I can't see it. So what what's going on there? I don't know. I'll try to find it though, but I got to get out of here. Three hours and 30 minutes. How's that for a week off? All right, I paid it back. Brothers, I paid it back. I put my time in. Shout out to the coach gang. We out. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.